202? We started. Bam. It's 202. Painkiller already 202. Welcome to the show, guys. Painkiller hey. already. 202. There's a lot of people who don't know what painkiller already even means. They don't, like PKA, they don't They don't even know what, it, what it's about. But back, uh, this, this is originally like <clears throat> more about gaming. It's sort of become more about our lives and personality since, but originally it was about gaming, and the biggest game in our lives was Modern Warfare 2. And in that game, um, when a player is killed like three or four times in a row, when a player dies three or four times in a row, you would get this ability called Painkiller, which would make uh, that player really difficult to kill for that fourth or fifth time in a row or whatever. And it was a way of trying to balance out the games between good players and bad players, but in reality it just made up... We were the good players, let's be honest. It made us really frustrated because we'd be on a 10, 15 kill streak, and then suddenly this guy who's impossible to kill and we're much better than kills us just because he's got this extra health. So we would often scream, Painkiller already?! Like the game just started. Yeah, <laughs> so, it, there was a, that was our war cry, That was the war cry of the day, and so it became <laughs> the name of our podcast forever. To me, it was um. So Wings and I were putting together a game battles team, and we ended up not sticking with it. Well, actually, I did the game battles for a couple of years. Uh, Wings got kicked off the team almost immediately because he was abusive towards all the <laughs> other players. But <laughs> he was like, "No, I didn't know that. he's like, none of these people have any value. There's a million more where they came from." And I'm like, "No, I want to gel with the team and be friends." And then. Before long, it was like, hey, Wings, I think you should start your own team. And he did. And uh, for all he I know, his team, team was better than mine. And, yeah, and he wanted a team of expendables, and you wanted a team of, you know, hey, guys, let's get along and um, and get, get to know each other here. I, I thought, Social like, knowing each other, like, the back of our hands and having different... And back in Modern Warfare 2, the competitive guys all had different roles, you know? Now it seems like... I guess there's slayers and objective players, but like in Black Ops 1, I'm going on too long. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we started playing with people who were better than we've ever played with before. And, uh, you know, like I would capture A on terminal. And by the time I got to like outside or in the plane, people had painkiller already. And it, 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 Wings was saying at first, he's like, painkiller already? And, uh, you know, it was just... It was born from that, so... Uh, Wasn't your uh, your game battles team, like, the League of Unexceptional something? The Unexceptional... Because I remember I played right? on... Yeah, I played <clears> on... <throat> I think it, it must have been after Wings was kicked off. I didn't know that. But you and T-Mart were playing, and you invited me to a couple. And I had never done it before. And I ruined your games. I ruined them. I was awful. <laughs> and it was, like, when I had first, like, started hanging out with... You. Not in first. I'd probably known you for, like, six months. And I was like, oh, cool. Like... This big YouTuber wants to play. I time to show him my chops, and I just got fucking shit rocked like <laughs> every single game. And I'm like, oh, this guy's never gonna, never gonna want to play ever again. I didn't even want to. I didn't even want to know you. Our, the first game battles <laughs> game we ever played against was against the Optic competitive team, and it was like, son of a bitch. I, it, it, How'd it, it go? Was, um, so the first match we played TDM, and we played. In the cheapest, bullshittiest style you could possibly play. We were like camping in houses oh, yeah. on um uh what was the one that had the mirror with like the like Islamic print in by the bathroom and uh there's B Dom in the middle, lots of tall buildings, uh, the Brazilian what? slums, help me. What From yeah, yeah. I think it was was what it game? Favela, right? The Brazilian slums Modern Warfare two. I think it was oh, yeah, Favela. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we would like go upstairs in the buildings and camp the steps waiting for them to come up and stuff. 
And uh, with like a minute left to go, we were up by maybe two or three kills. Like we had a real shot at winning this thing. We were winning. We were beating them. Um, and then somehow they just like they pulled it together and they won by one kill with like seconds to go. Or, or maybe it was up to 5,000. I forget the rules at the time. But if it was up to 5,000, they beat us like 5,4800 or something like that. And uh, it was super close. And then the next game was Capture the Flag. And um, in that one, they pretty much just did whatever they wanted to do. Like it was, I, I think, I think at first we didn't know it, but we had the easy side and they had the hard side, and they were up like three to nothing. So then it was like, all right, well, hey, you know, we can hang with these guys. Now we're gonna switch sides, and then we were up down like nine nothing or something when when they got the hard side. And, uh, yeah, you know, they were better than us. That was the trouble. I enjoyed playing that way. Like I liked playing that way in pubs. Like. I I really enjoyed getting five other people to join me in playing like TDM with uh you know six other people and just camping our balls off just really going to the back <laughs> of the map the back far corner like if we played on um, um overground overground oh a lot of douchey I'm, I'm places to hide on overground yeah no I'm I'm talking COD four um, oh, oh did forgive COD me 4. I said overground <laughs> yeah um that's in COD four right. Uh, it's the one with the wheat and the valley in the middle. What am I thinking of? Yeah, it's Overground. Yeah, it's God Four and Modern Warfare Two expansion pack. That's right. So we would uh, we would camp our asses off and just really piss them off. And then of course when the game ended and we had beaten them like three hundred to ten or something, <laughs> time limit would run out. We wouldn't even get the seven uh, seventy five kills. They would they would of course scream and call us bad and stuff and say that we were terrible and that we only won because we played that way. And the next game we'd play for real and just really push their shit in. And it was just <laughs> <laughs> they really couldn't say anything. They were like, oh okay, I get it. You're just playing with your food. Now I understand. <laughs> I I would back in Modern Warfare 2 when people talk smack. Like if it happens now, I might just mute them or turn it. Like I'm I'm so done with the whole Xbox Live scene. But um, no, I haven't done it lately. But if it were to happen now, I'm not really into it. I don't talk a lot of smack in return and stuff. But back in the day, I take it personally. I'd want to win the arguments, and and it, people know this, but I would just tell them not to leave. I'd be like, don't leave. I hear you talking smack. I hear everything you have to say. Just stay in this lobby. Whatever you do, I want you to be here at the end of this game. And uh, and I'm with these, you know, amazing players, and I'm not bad, but like. It, I can't lose. I'm, we're going to win. Just just like your situation. And uh, if they were there at the end of the lobby of the next game, that's when I'd talk my smack. Glad to see you're still here. You've been great. I really appreciate you being here because my KD went up by a decimal. Then <laughs> that would be the sort of stuff I say. They almost but, never stuck around. Yeah. Ever. It, it like was, a, little, a little reverse psychology because we would mow through teams like nobody's business. Like if you hadn't been mocking them passively like that, they might have <laughs> stuck around. But you being like, no, hang around. Hang out, dick. Like they, <laughs> they just left. <laughs> Stay here. It was, it was my favorite form of trash talk. I, I like it. Oh, favorite gaming moments. I have a new favorite gaming moment. Um, uh, so the, the long-standing one that people have asked me about my favorite gaming moment many times and the one I always pulled out was this Left 4 Dead lobby um, I wasn't amazing or anything, but I used to be a pretty good Left 4 Dead player and these guys I played with this girl a lot I don't remember her name anymore, but um uh, They were calling her a cunt and they were like tearing her apart and the kids like, you know I play this game every day and I'm going to fuck you up 
And I'm thinking, oh, I play this game every day. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, as soon as, like, Left 4 Dead requires, a, like, it's a huge benefit from, like, coordination and collaboration. Like COD, you know, if you get a well-oiled team, they can do some damage. And as soon as the, the teams would split so that they couldn't hear our voices anymore, bam, I start, like, laying out game plans, telling everyone what they're going to do. Pe the way that Versus worked, um, if you, like, the longer you made it through the map, the more points you were worth to your team. And guys were like, leave me behind, you know, because they're down. There's 70 zombies <laughs> stomping on. I'd like single-handedly kill all 70, pick them up, put a med pack on them, carry them to the end, and and we beat them. And it was glorious, it, mostly because of the smack talk they did before. But I have a new favorite gaming moment. It. Um, I liked telling people to leave me behind in Left 4 Dead when we played. Because <laughs> then you felt kind of like a hero. Like, just go on. Don't worry. And then just... You know, you got a little more credit than you were due, and if you had way less kills, you could be like, "Well, it's because I sacrificed myself for you, ass." <laughs> and just <laughs> it was, you know, um, like it was just like a week ago. I was playing Sky Wars, which is a game on WoodyCraft.net, and it was me, Chiz, Sour, and Colin, my son. I'm long dead. Chiz is long dead, and uh, this guy named Sour, who a lot of our viewers won't know, um. He and, and Colin were still alive, trying to win for the team. And and we all win. Like, even though I died, you know, I'm still a part of this team spectating and stuff. And uh, Sour had gone to another island, and he was getting 2v1'd in the sword fight. And it was bad. It was looking really bad. It, it was, like, so terrible. And, and uh, he gets to the point where he doesn't get a kill on either of them. He's just sort of damaged them both. And now he's sprinting away. And all the characters run at the same speed. So if you can sprint a little better, whatever, you can stay alive... And um, Colin walks off the island. Like he, it, it, the way it plays is there's sword fights and there's a bunch of these islands floating in the sky. And Colin walks off the edge. And this is during a live stream. Um, it looked over. Like it was like, oh, well, you know, you win some, you lose some. Sour's on the edge of death running for his life. Colin just fell off the island. Then out of nowhere, <laughs> Colin shifts to an ender pearl, which is this little orb. And when you throw it, you teleport to where it lands. And uh, he, he, he he's he's falling into the void. It's over, and everyone was like, "Ah, oh, you know." He hurls this thing up. He, it's a perfect throw. He's right in between Sour and his aggressors. Colin kills both of them, and he's just it, it's. It's like the most amazing MLG Skywars play I've ever seen. He's and, and he's even like, don't worry, Sour, I'll save you. And it, because he talks to his screen all the time. And I'm just like, I can't believe it. He's he's beasting. He takes out both kids, and now it's him and Sour, and, and Sour gets an opportunity to heal up. And uh, his team is the only now he went from the underdog, you know, clearly they're about to die, they're both on death's door, to the only team with, with more than one player left, and then they just cleared the map and and we won, but uh, watching him beast in Skywars was awesome. It was an epic moment, and it's one of my new favorites ever. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I have, I have some AMA questions here from the uh, PKA Patreon members. Oh, yeah. Um, there'll be a link in the side. Um, if you guys are interested in the Patreon, you can ask us questions. We do, like, hangouts with people i think there's a video thing we do uh, all sorts of things you can check out the different levels and um and support us on patreon if you the hangouts the hangouts are actually always kind of fun it, you would think it would be awkward when it's 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 usually me and woody in there with like anywhere from one to ten dudes and i, can't, I think there was a girl last time yep. i like that girl she was cool mm -hmm. um and uh and it's 
it's interesting. We, we usually end up, uh, there's, there's usually a couple of talkers in the group, so there'll be three or four of them talking, and the two of us are talking, and the hour goes by pretty fast. Yes. But I have these AMA questions here. Okay, carry on. Hmm. Now, do, do you have, let me, uh, let me link you two so you have them in front of you. I have it, I have it. I don't know if Taylor does, though. Good point. I do not have it. I'm going to fix that. So I think the first question there is to you, Woody. Uh, it's about oh. your motorcycle. It says you used to ride a motorcycle a lot. Um, what make and model? Tell us about your bike. And my fond memory of it. Um, so I had three motorcycles over time. Uh, my first one ever was a Honda Interceptor, which was one of the first, like, crotch rockets, you know, as they were getting popular. After that, I had a Honda Nighthawk. It was only a 250. So I'd gone from a 500 to a 250. And... Um, well, I don't know how they are today. I assume they're more powerful. That one was too weak. Like, it didn't do highway speeds very well. You'd crouch mm. to go 65, and you know, it's, it's not. I that would weird. imagine a 250 today would 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 be able to handle that. But the 250, it was a Honda. It was a Honda, and it was in the 90s, and it was a 250. Now, like you said, I bet they're a little better now. They're probably fuel injected, and who knows what. But um, the one I had needed more power, and then the third bike I had didn't need more so power. So let me ask you this about this this underpowered bike. Was it one of those situations where it was occasionally embarrassing to be on this bike? Um, I mean, no, it, it didn't. Were, were you ever just like, and you're <laughs> like, people are waiting on you at intersections and shit, and you're all out of place? <laughs> no, you would really only notice the lack of power at highway speeds. At highway okay. speeds, I couldn't pass people like I wanted to. Because I old see bike, that sometimes. I see guys on... Pretty much, they're scooters. Let's just call them that. They're not even bikes, really. Mm -hmm. And they're also overweight guys, you know, 300 pounds plus. And they cannot achieve much. I don't, I don't know if they can go fast enough to hurt themselves, to be honest. Like, they're just putting around through traffic. I see it all the time. And uh, also down here, they have a, uh, they passed a law so that you could drive your golf cart on streets. So there's those guys rolling around, too. It's Wait, it's, really? You can drive your golf cart on the street? Down the Georgia? street. They're street legal, yeah. That's retarded. So what was your second bike? Uh, so that was my second. The first one was the Interceptor. The second one That's was right. the Nighthawk, the 250. And gosh, I'm trying to get, mm. I'm trying to give you an image of this thing. Well, here's a page with it. This is a 2008, but it hasn't changed much. Uh, let me just show the people who are watching visually. This is roughly what my second motorcycle looked like. So I, it wasn't embarrassing to me. To me, it just looks like a motorcycle. Like it, It's a standard... You know, it's not a crotch rocket. It's not a cruiser. It's just a standard motorcycle. Just on highway speeds, I needed more power. And the third one was a Ducati 907 IE. Uh, people Ooh. who know Ducati, or at least casually know it, are like, oh, my God. It's like the Ferrari of motorcycles. But the 907 IE was was not the Ferrari of motorcycles. Like, I don't know. Is there a Porsche that's less impressive was than it all like the, the others? Was like the class Mercedes? Yeah, I, I guess you could go with that. Like, it was a Porsche Boxster. Maybe it was the C-Class Mercedes. I don't know my Mercedes that well. Like, it's it's still a Ducati. It was fast, and it was red, and it looked amazing. Here, I'll... I'll, um, I'll in my, but it was the kind of Ducati that you bought, so... Or some people would buy it just so they could say they had one, is what I, you mean. I, I guess. I wanted a motorcycle, motorcycle, and when I saw this one and I could afford it, I was like, oh, my God, I have to have it. Um, this is what it looked like and it was so like showroom fresh and mint and like it, it 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 really looked like this do you see this picture with the lighting on it and the like the fairing has the the reflection 
Mine looked like that all the time. It was so beautiful. The bike sucked. <laughs> it was completely unreliable. Uh, it, 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 whenever I went to ride it, the battery was dead. I think the fuel injection or something needed more juice than it could produce. And it didn't, it, I don't know. Every red light, I would have to like keep it revved up to two or 3,000 RPM so it didn't stall until the battery had more of a charge. And uh, it was a it was a nightmare. So um, uh, anyway, it, it, I'm sorry, Katie's writing me and knocking me off my train of thought. But uh, it was a nightmare, and um, I, did, I I forget what eventually happened to that. I must have sold it. I don't remember what happened to that bike. But uh, it was unreliable, and I often found myself a mile from home looking for a jump or something to start it again. <laughs> But well, it a, was fast, and yeah. and when it did run, it was a blast. Hmm. Yeah, you think, so, I don't think I'd ever buy? buy a motorcycle. I, I um, risky. they're incredibly risky, which is why I don't ride one now. But my real estate agent, who's my new best friend, <laughs> that's a, it, I know I didn't feel bad saying that, but it, it, no. So my real estate agent, I like him a lot. I think he's awesome. The real test will be if we're friends after I buy a house, because <laughs> he's a salesman and part of his job is to make is to be your new best friend. We're already like, you know, he's like, we should rent Harley's and you know, go somewhere. I'm like, you, that's a thing. I would totally do that. But um, but like I said, you know, it's a real estate agent's job to be your new best friend, and um, uh, we'll see if we hang out after buy a house. But anyway, um. I still have my motorcycle endorsement, so sometimes every now and then I think of like I could do a motorcycle vacation. Do you guys have one? Anyone here have a motorcycle endorsement? No. 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 Well, you you got to get one so you can come on our vacation. Simple question: Just how committed are you to the survival trip? Me? Oh, oh, this is an AMA question. Yes. <clears throat> go on. Do you want to go first? I was asking you the question. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to to semi dodge. I am the proxy. We cannot speak. Really? Uh, all right. So I'll answer the question. How committed am I into this trip? I'm down. Uh, I, I'm I'm happy to do it. It kind of got thrown for a loop. Um, Joe Lozon. What happened is somebody in the UFC got injured. Diego needed a partner, a partner, a, a fighting opponent, and uh, Joe Lozon stepped up. And with that, somehow you know the the trip got delayed or something um i would like some feedback from the audience how much do you want the survival trip um you know that i i am committed to the idea of doing pka adventures and interesting things that that lead to interesting videos um is the survival trip one of our best ideas or do you have another idea but um i definitely want to do more pka adventures I, I think they're good for the show. They're some of them can be great content and it's it'll be cool. Yeah. I'm definitely up for it too. <clears throat> uh I'm going to a uh, machine gun shoot the day after tomorrow and I'll talk to Eric and I'll almost oh, certainly yeah. find us a place to do it. Um so I'll have that nailed down like the day after tomorrow it looks like. Um so the day after this airs. So we should have I'm almost positive we're going to be able to use his spot because it's really big and those hunting trips they do, I think it's one of those things where like they go for like two weekends or, you know, and they're like, it's like sporadic and it's, it's all planned. So we could be like, oh, what about th this week? And totally like go out there and have like, I think it's 475 acres, something like that. It's a really big area, four or 500 acres of just wooded area, which is perfect. Yeah, and I'm sure there's water enough. out there and, and I, I'll have my silencers 
so we can be sniping deer in the fucking skull with a suppressed 300 blackout. It's going to be great. Uh, oh, this yeah, next one is a house question. About that as I am. God, house talk? <laughs> I, I'm so cautious about house talk. I know not everybody wants it. Wait a minute. Let me see this question. It's the fourth one. No house one. talk. No, we skipped that one. No house talk. <laughs> I uh, haven't been reading the subreddit. They must have went ballistic or something. I have Most of these are really simple questions, except for the house talk this. one, which is like a paragraph Ooh. long. Yeah, uh, man. Really that's detailed. We'll we'll get to your question maybe next week. On a side note, once you God damn it, the second one's also house talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'll accept this one though. Um, okay. On a side note, once you sell your current house, you should send a big note to your buyers explaining why they would be why they won't be able to order pizzas or why they will be receiving blowjob machines randomly in the mail. You think that'll actually be an issue for anyone? Uh, Only one seems like a problem. <laughs> I think it'll happen. Yeah, uh, fan mail and stuff shows up. Uh, I should note, by the way, looking at the quotes, that's just the second half of that elaborate house house talk question. It's not. It's in paragraph form, but it's the same question. It is indeed. Um, here's what I really want to do. If you Google like Woody's Gamer Tag's address, for the longest time, the top one that came up wasn't my address. It was some other guy. And I want to go by there and just, like, introduce myself and meet them. <laughs> hey, yeah, like, it's me. You know, hey, I'm Woody's Gamer Tag. Have you had any mail to address to me? got some stuff for you. I'm here to pick up the dildos that were sent here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might. That poor guy just thinks he's getting tormented by random 13-year-olds <laughs> online. And it's been happening for years, and he doesn't understand why. It's neat to see the fan mail. Like, my audience is growing up. Um, you know, like, the the whole thing, like, oh, everyone that watches Woody is 12, was never true, you know? But it's been four years, so the people that were 12 or 16 now, the people that were 18 or 22 now, you know, it, my Mail Monday, like, I started doing that series again. I know I missed, did I missed one week or two? I'm not sure. But um, uh, the Mail Monday questions that roll in, a lot of them are in college. A lot of them are, like, contemplating marriage. It's like they've they've grown up with me, and that's kind of cool. But, yeah. That's uh, cool. I some, like the Mail Monday series. I like when you do those. I usually I almost always watch them. I've, <clears throat> I've had such a hard time lately because of house stuff, but we're not talking about houses. Nope, not a bit. Not a bit. No. I didn't uh, even hear it last week, and I still don't care. <laughs> it's dominating my life, so it's hard not to talk about, but I will try. Yeah. Next question. I, and I really enjoy doing the house talk, too, because I, uh, we're not going into house. For the AMA question, I would like to ask Kyle what his favorite gun is. If that's not too hard, then what is the what is his best FPS Russia story? If that's too hard, what's his best Russia story? As an alternative. I can, pro yeah. I can probably do both here. Um, my favorite gun, um, let's just do dip by class. So my favorite handgun is my... Um, my Nighthawk, uh, my AAC Nighthawk um, 1911. Mm -hmm. uh, I like that. My favorite shotgun. Um, I like the Benelli um, Montefeltro. That was the you know the the first Benelli I bought. I really like it. I've I've pro I've shot a lot of birds with it. Like whenever I go bird hunting, that's the one I use. It's probably my favorite. You know, I, I it's got some scratches on it, but those are my scratches. You know what I mean? Like mm. I really like that gun. Um, Sentimental scratches. Those cinnamon scratches, those were those were earned in the heat of battle, with crows or doves or deer or something like like that's how those scratches got there. I was I listen, was, dove. It was you or me. 
in the heat of battle with doves and rabbits. <laughs> I would never shoot a rabbit, but 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 um but doves. And, I, I feel sorry for rabbits. They're like cute little bunnies. I, I don't I don't want to shoot them, and I, I certainly don't want to eat them because they taste just like chicken. So I'll just eat chicken. Um, but I will. No, shoot no, it's better than chicken because you know you killed a rabbit. Nah, I don't. I, I just don't want to shoot a rabbit. I, I'd feel sorry for it. I'm gonna. I would feel sorry. I've never shot a squirrel either. I, I feel sorry for shooting the squirrels that we're gonna have to shoot. Um, I shot a squirrel. Story I've told many um, times in the year. Go on. Uh, my favorite, like, um, carbine, let's say, is probably. It's really hard to say. Um, I like my. I've got a national match M1A1 uh, stuck in a juggernaut rogue chassis so that it's a bullpup. And uh, I, I would say that one, because, mostly because it's like $4,000 and it's... All it's of these have like He's like, you know, I think my favorite handgun is my $4,000 pistol. I think my favorite shotgun is my $20,000 Bernelli. And I think my favorite <laughs> carbine is a $4,000 this. Or, or maybe it was the priceless honey badger. And then, uh, carry on, please tell me what your favorite rifle is. Is it your gold AK-47? No, <laughs> I my gold AK forty seven is actually in Tennessee. I should go pick that back up. <clears throat> but um, my favorite scope rifle is probably my Desert Tactical. Now you're having subcategories. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there there's different a sniper rifle and an M sixteen. So my favorite <laughs> was this sniper the, rifle. What's your favorite movie? Oh, here's my top ten in no particular order. No, you got to pick one. One gun. The one. Ooh, I like this. It's better now. Um. Hmm. That's what makes it hard. The Think rifle about the that you were going with. Which ones you like? It was going to be your 50 cal HCI or HTI. Hell H yeah. Yeah, the, the HTI. Yeah. Um, if I just had to pick one gun to be my favorite gun to shoot, it's probably um. One gun to rule them all. Favorite gun to shoot. Um, a suppressed M4 is really fun to shoot. A suppressed um, M4 is that? That's a, a scope. That's from uh, COD Four, right? The M4. Well, yeah. No, just... I'm thinking of the A40 or something like that. This. M oh, it's, oh yeah, M4. Like M4. That's like an AKR15. I don't know why I couldn't get that together. Yeah. Um, probably something like that. I, I really don't know. It's hard to nail it down. I just got this back the other day. This is um one of the first guns I uh, I bought with YouTube money. Let me show you this thing. One of his first YouTube money guns. <sighs> See, put myself on the camera so I can see myself. Yeah, this is a uh, Springfield Armory TRP. TRP stands for Tactical Response Pistol. Um, the grip—I don't know if you can tell, but like, that's really aggressive there. Like, that's that's metal. Um, and the same is true back here. And then this is wood. It's some sort of a. I don't know, island hardwood, and it's also really aggressive. So the thing about this pistol is I have such a good grip on this. Like, when I squeeze this, it's really, I mean, it's cutting into my hand to a certain extent, but I've, I've really got a grip on this thing. And uh, this is the first one I bought. I'd had my eye on it for a while, and they're like $900, $1,100, something like that. And uh, I went and picked it up. I really like that CZ you brought on the PKA rafting trip. Yeah. I, I like that one. I'll grab it. The the gunny's about to grab it. it. It almost has to be held to fully understand how smooth the slide was. Ever, right? What did he say? 
Yeah, I like his... What is that? Poncho? It looks like what you would throw over a donkey before you rode it. <laughs> like just a makeshift saddle. It, it reminds me of the old days. Back when I was a surfer in the 90s, I wore it like that. <laughs> Bringing it back. Kyle does it ha now to be hip and, you know, against the grain. He's pretty counting culture. So what's he grabbing? CZ? Yes, it's a it's a target pistol he has. It, it's kind of like a 1911. I suppose a lot of semi-autos are kind of like a 1911. But this one, I don't know, something about the feel and the controls on it were very 1911-ish. Gun talk. What caliber is it? It was a 9. It was a 9. And that makes it interesting to me, too, because I don't know if everyone's interested in gun talk, but uh, it doesn't kick as much. Merkin knows this because I know he shot but uh, it makes it easier to re-target your reacquire your target when the gun doesn't kick up too much, and um, everybody can flinch or sometimes flinches to some extent. But with a nine, the, the, the recoil is so minimal that it helps you not flinch ever. Doctor Chiz doesn't flinch when he shoots. When, when he decides to, instead of babying out, <laughs> oh, I don't want to shoot that eleven thousand dollar gun. I remember that. Yeah, uh, but Kyle's girlfriend was man enough to do it, so so there's that. Yeah. So really what you're saying is Kyle's gay. I, you know, I, I wasn't, but uh, you, you make a strong together. argument, yeah. Yes. The, All um, right. Yeah. What is he grabbing? I don't know, but he always takes forever. He does. He probably went to the <laughs> bathroom in the mid... In, like, it's... Oh, yeah, I can grab that. <laughs> Hey guys, just gonna go grab a gun and uh, three or four apples real quick. I, I retrieve <laughs> shit from my attic faster than he retrieves it from behind the couch. So let me explain this ridiculous Mexican shirt. I bought it at a truck stop and it's cold tonight, so I have it on. This is in no way a fashion statement or a sign that I'm going insane. Alright, so. <laughs> well, no, I want to stick on the shirt now for a bit. What is it? It's a. It, I bought it at like a one of those travel center like gas stations. It's it's like a Mexican a Mexican, they call it a Mexican hoodie blanket. made in China. It's like a Mexican blanket shirt. It's like it's like a blanket made into a hoodie, and it looks ridiculous. And I got it extra extra large so that it's warm and cuddly. It's like my version of a snuggie. I think next PK survival trip we should all have matching ones. Is it made of burlap? That looks awful. It's pretty rough. I do have an undershirt. Um, so, this is the CZ. Kyle's uh, upload you, speed. You get with that gas station quality Mexican hoodie. Maybe it's no. Can you see me okay? Yeah, yeah. At the time you were like a slideshow, but now it's going fine. All right. One second. I should probably stop watching that Netflix documentary, huh? And stop torrenting quickly down under. Put that away. Oh God. Um, so yeah, this is the uh, <clears throat> this is the CZ. Uh, Woody likes it, and I like it too. Um, yeah. They actually sent me this to do a video with. I haven't gotten around to doing the video yet, but um, I will eventually. Um, it's got a very nice trigger. It's like three and a half pounds, I think. Um, it's very light. I just barely touched it. Um, I like it, and it's aluminum frame, not uh, polymer, which I prefer. And it's got some pretty intense nerve. Um, I would call it stippling, but it's aluminum. It's, it's you know, I, I guess you would still call it stippling. It's almost like skateboard tape there, and on the back. So it's a real. I like that in a pistol, I like a good grip. Hmm. Uh, hmm. How much will one of those run you? 
I'm not really sure. Thirteen hundred, maybe. I had um, fifteen hundred in my head. Something like that. Could be. Um, this one will get. This one's a little closer to that. This is the uh, FN five seven. Everybody loves this thing. I, I hate it. Uh, like I don't even. I don't even shoot it. I got two hundred fifty rounds for it upstairs. Haven't shot it in years. It's fucking plastic pistol that shoots a small rifle caliber that I got no use for. Um, even with good sights, it's kind of hard to shoot. The recoil's not that bad. And with the right ammo, it'll shoot through body armor, but that ammo's really expensive, and you can't really find it. <clears throat> and I mean really expensive. So what's the point of it? Like, why would someone want that That's handgun? That's why he doesn't like it. Well, if you've got the good ammo, you could. it would be a pretty good pistol for combat, I suppose, because it will shoot through fucking body ammo. It's, uh, it's a small rifle caliber. It's just shorter, 5.7 by 28 millimeter. Oh. But the ammo that we get here is uh, ballistic tip, so basically hollow point, and... I'm not saying I want a gun that'll shoot through body armor. I don't got any use for that either. But like, if I was gonna shoot this thing and like, hey, let's go out and shoot the five seven, it would be to show you guys like, look at this, I can shoot through fucking concrete. You know, that would be the cool thing that made this worth shooting. And I can't do that, so it's not cool to me. And oh. you're saying something else, like it's in between stuff. Like it's not a particularly good defensive round because it's so thin. And, you know, it's it, I'm trying to thin in a circle, exactly. but it, it's small, and uh, and it's light, and then. It wasn't good at something else because I forget. It was just in between. Well, it, you know, like like I don't I don't find it to be good for targets because it's expensive to shoot. It's mm. you can't, you're not gonna get your practice in really like you can with this 45 ACP that's fairly affordable to shoot. This is a HK 45. I bought this one used. It's one of the few guns I ever bought used. Um, it's also got a really good grip. Uh, it fits my hand well and it's got a high capacity. I think I think it holds. What does this hold? Actually, no, I'll take it back. It's 10. My FN Tactical, that's the one. It holds like 18. Like 18 rounds of 45. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, but the thing I really like about this one is the coating they put on it. My the, the coating on my FN, which is a more expensive handgun, has come off. And the coating on um, a couple of my other guns has come off. But the, whatever this stuff is, whatever HK uses, never comes off. It has zero rust on it, despite having been in wet conditions. And it still works great. It is polymer, but I don't know. It's weighted well. I like it a lot. And it's got really good night sights. Um, I found a couple of guns the other day as I was going through my stuff. That's ridiculous to me that you can just sift through your things and find weapons you didn't know you had. <laughs> what am I so looking at? Oh, what am I this looking at? Ridiculous. A shotgun with the recoil thing? So... Oh, okay. That's the coolest one you own right there. That's my favorite one so far. Not even close. No, that's sweet. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to zoom out. Let's see. Yeah, it's um, just a Mossberg. It's got this heat uh, heat shield up here, and it's got a, um, a Barrett brake on it. So it I looks have ridiculous. That without the Barrett brake and the... I have something very similar. Um, and then this thing. I get a lot of 870s, but this is one that I kind of did like a traditional mod to. I put the um, the saddle on the side for more ammo, mm -hmm. and I put an M4 stock on it. So it's just a regular old 870, but it's all that stuff. I had forgotten I owned that. As Does... far as my best FPS Russia story... Um, 
I, I quick question about the the Mossberg. Does that Barrett muzzle brake reduce recoil at all? Yeah, I would say so. Works. Like maybe ten percent. You're, you're like, oh yeah, that's a little different. Okay. It's not. <clears throat> I don't find it to be considerably different. Uh, my favorite FPS Russia story. I was in. I was outside of Houston, Texas, at a machine gun range filming the. Uh, re I think I think the title of the video is Real Life Chopper Gunner or Chopper Gunner in Real Life. If you search Chopper Gunner on Google, you'll get it. Um, and basically, Houston Armory had um, some rifles that they wanted me to demo, and um, and we had a helicopter. They, they they paid for a helicopter, so I got to I was shooting explosives out. Of, I'd never been in a helicopter before, so they take me up. I've got a big belt-fed machine gun, and we've got explosives with uh, diesel fuel and road flares. Uh, set up and we're doing passes like flybys and I'm just J -j 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 and we've got you know go it was filmed really well because we had a uh, a secondary camera um, and another chopper we had like a little bird flying as well so my cousin's in there filming and I've got another cameraman in the chopper with me and I've got a GoPro on my head or a contour and I've got one on the gun so I've got lots of camera angles it looked pretty cool and we kept making these passes, and it was it was hard to hit the target because my actual target that I have to blow up is like size of about a... this big. It's about like this, and I'm in a helicopter with a machine gun, and it's kind of hard. So, so it's so, like the size of your head. Yeah, pretty much. For all the people who don't want. Is it? Yeah. Is it Tannerite you're shooting at? Um, it was. Um, yeah, it was. It was some sort of binary. I don't know what brand. A little bigger than a tub of butter. In their fridge, uh, like two on oh, top well, of each other. Oh, it wasn't in one of those containers. We oh, it wasn't. Oh, okay. No, we had a we had a thing. Interesting set up comparison. There. Did Murga freeze for you? He said, "Interesting comparison." <laughs> I don't oh, know what that is. <laughs> okay, I'll continue. So, um, the target's like the size of a human head, I suppose, and I have to hit that to set everything off. But I didn't hit that the first pass. I hit some of the diesel tanks, though. So now there's diesel and gasoline leaking out onto the ground with road flares everywhere and the explosives in the middle. And now that I remember, this was a low-velocity mix of explosives, so flame could set them off. So I look as we're doing our second pass when we're making this big circle, and the Little Bird helicopter with my cousin in it is hovering right over the explosives. If the fire hits them, the, the, the ensuing uh, mushroom cloud is going to take that bird out of the air. They're hitting the fucking ground. And it just so happened that we, we were... Pretty well tactically set up, and I, and I've got a you know I got a radio and a headset and everything. I'm like, get off the explosives, get off the explosives, you're hovering over the explosives, go go go! And he just goes, eh, like like totally peeled off. Like he responded like you would want him to in that situation. Like he got it. <laughs> and uh, second pass, we hit it, and it was a goddamn mushroom cloud that you could see from a mile away. And uh, it's filmed from a couple different angles. And um, and so after that got done, I thought we'd do some fun stuff. So I, I shot some more targets, doing flybys, uh, shooting out of the side of the helicopter. But I brought a climbing harness with me that I had bought along the way. And for the end of the video, I put the climbing harness on and tied myself to the bottom of the helicopter. And I, I said, you know, it's always had a nice day. And, you know, I gave them the thumbs up, and they took off and flew away with me, like dangling about 50 feet below a helicopter. And I told him to have some fun, you know, with me. I, I, I was like, you know, make it worth my while. 
And he's like, buddy, I flew Nam missions between like 69 and 72. I'll make it worth your while. <laughs> and at one point, he literally said, like during like the uh, the shooting, when I hit, when I blew that thing up, he went, woohoo! I ain't had this much fun since Nam. <laughs> <laughs> like he was having a great time. So he was making <laughs> these big sweeping passes with me, and I'm, I don't know, four or five hundred feet off the ground, and he flew me over an interstate. And I've got a rifle in my hands, dangling from this thing. And I, for fun, I figured I, I felt really confident after a, a few seconds in the harness. So I just and I and I had practiced in the. I, I had to get this climbing harness from like a mountain climbing gear store, and uh, the girl who worked there told like put me in the harness and showed me how to use it. And then she like hoisted me up and like let me get comfortable with it. So as soon as it got me up there, the first thing I did was like flip upside down with the rifle. So we're flying over a uh, a major interstate highway. Um, I'm upside down, a couple hundred feet off the ground below a helicopter with a rifle over my head, and uh, some guy saw me, and uh, he pulled off and like came into where we were filming after I had landed, and it turned out by this weird freak coincidence that this guy was a friend of a friend of mine from back in Georgia. Like, I, the guy who owns the gun store here in Georgia is good friends with this dude in Texas. Not only that, he's actually told me stories about him. So based on those stories, I was like, hey... Do you know so and so back in Georgia? He's like, yeah, I know them. But the first thing he said, I, sh I should mention, when he when he pulled it out of his truck, he was you know asking us what we're doing, all this stuff, and we explained it to him. And he said, hell, any man that's brave enough to fly like that under a chopper's br need to come drink a beer with me. What y'all boys say? So we were like, yeah, we'll come drink with you, whatever. And he literally had a situation where he had all this beer that was like some special edition, and it looked a bit like a Dr Pepper can. And he was like, we got to get rid of all this. The kids like accidentally grabbed a beer. My wife says I can't have it no more, so we got to drink it all up. So it turned out that I had a friend of a friend uh, in Texas who had a lot of beer that needed drinking up. So like, I got to hang out with this guy, and the thing about him was he does R&D for the, uh, for the uh, Defense Department. He blows shit up for a living for the government. So like, he has a FLIR pod a forward-looking infrared pod off of an Apache helicopter, I think they're worth 80, 90 grand, on his Jeep. <laughs> he has a minigun. He has um, RPGs. Like, like for, he, he started handing me like goodies. He's like, the, like those slap T-rounds I've got for my 50 cal, those Sabo rounds that penetrate through stuff. Right. He gave them to me. He's like, you ever seen one of these? I'm like, no. He's like, have a few. He was like trying to give me detonators and all kinds of crazy shit. He was just the coolest old man ever. So, I think that's my coolest FPS Russia story. If you don't count the time my buddy literally traded a signed FPS Russia hat to sleep with a man's girlfriend, swear on my life it happened. Does that make you complicit in any illegal activity? It does not. I signed a hat for a nice. fan. I wonder where that nice. hat is right now. <laughs> <laughs> That was a dark night. I didn't, no, it's out there. It, it was one of the worst things I'd ever witnessed. Um, I was wondering question. what kind of music everyone is interested in. I've been watching over and over since about episode 50, and I feel like you guys almost never talk about music preferences. Thanks. I love where the show's at right now. Music preferences. Taylor. Hmm. Uh, mostly like... Uh, like Nepalese yodeling, like things like that. I look up a lot of that on YouTube. Uh, no, I, I guess like Pretty Lights. I like Pretty Lights and that kind of music sometimes, but eh. 
It's hard to say. I really I listen to podcasts ten times more than I actually listen to music. Hmm. Like I maybe listen to music, you know, twenty percent. Like anytime I'm in the car, I'll just throw on a podcast. Anytime, you know, I'm sitting watching or playing video games, I'll throw that on instead of music. Not to say I don't like music. I just, you know, I'll just throw on like a mix of some old school Biggie or Pretty Lights, and then just kind of let it play for a while. Yeah, but, I've I've kind of made a transition away from music uh, recently to like talk radio and um and comedy. Yeah. Uh with since I've got Sirius XM, I listen to Stern a lot. And if Stern's not interesting that day or I, if I don't like his guest, then I'll usually go to like Comedy Central Radio or um one of the other three or four comedy channels. And if if that's no good, then I usually go to the news. I don't I don't listen to much music anymore. Um but you know, I like a little, I like everything. Everything's popular. I don't I don't have any uh, cool music taste, uh, anything like that. I just like a little bit of everything. I um, <clears throat> you know, my my music taste has been well documented. I like a lot of different kinds of music. Everyone thinks of me as the big Pink fan, and that's true. Well, actually, most people don't even think of me at all. But those who do think of me as a Pink fan, and and, and there's some truth to that. But uh, really, the core of it is I just want happy music. You know, they, I want music that that puts me in a good mood. That's that's my goal in listening to this stuff. So while Pink fits the bill, um, who I went through a um, uh, not Jack Johnson. It was uh, what all shucks. I'll open my Spotify. Frank Turner. That's what I'm going for. Uh-huh. I went through a Frank Turner kick. I've lately I've been through a Brett Denon kick. I don't know if you guys know him. I knew him before. He was cool. Um, so a lot of like acoustic driven singer songwriter stuff, along with some silly pop stuff. Uh, that's what I like. Has okay. that changed much since you were? Like a teenager, what did what did young Woody like? Uh, Big band? <laughs> no, I mean the the popular stuff of the day that did the same thing. Like you know, the young Woody, I listened to MC Hammer's "Can't Touch That." I listened to Vanilla Ice, uh, you know, Ice Ice Baby. Um, what else? Uh, I don't know. Whatever was popular at the time, NXS was big in my younger days. Um, just songs that I thought were uplifting. And I, I guess I've always had a thing for uplifting. Although what uplifting can be, whether it be singer-songwriter stuff or pop stuff or rock. Um, oh, I went through a, um, a little Fall Out Boy kick recently. And uh, my daughter and I went to this Fall Out Boy Paramount, Paramore concert. And uh, like I didn't realize how much I would like them. And they put on an amazing show and I started listening to their stuff. And it makes it sway into my live streams stuff. But um, So yeah, that's what I listen to. Okay. I think the next one's for you as well. Let's see. Uh, Woody, what, if anything, led to your decision to take up computer science? Uh, well, this has been told before, so I'll, I'll tell it and fast forward. I started as an accountant, and that was my deal. I was always going to... My father had a small accounting firm. He was actually a partner, a 50-50 partner in, a, in his accounting firm. And um, the path was there in front of me to have a really like financially successful life. Uh, by taking over my father's financial firm. Uh, his partner's kids weren't interested in being accountants. So uh, so it was kind of mine to buy if if I wanted to go that route. And, and when I was like 12, it was kind of like my destiny. And I took accounting courses in college and accounting courses in, co- I'm sorry, in, in high school and then again in college. And uh, that was going to be my thing. At one point, I started going to college at night, and I, I worked with my father during the day in his accounting firm. I guess, you know, my grooming and apprenticeship had started. 
And I hated it. I hated it so <laughs> much. I had no idea. Accounting in college was fine. It was a class just like any other class to me. Like, I, I guess I hated all classwork equally. But accounting in real life, like, oh, it's part of why I started saving so much. It, I was trying to retire like three weeks into my career. I was like, how can I end this shit? You know, like I, I was, so I was, I started saving like whatever it was, 15% of my income or something uh, when I was, you know, early. And, um, uh, so since I was still in school at night, it was like, oh, I'll add a second major. And the, um, the firm, like everybody in there was, was older. They were like, I think 45 was the youngest guy. And I don't even know how old they were. But the core takeaway was they weren't good with computers and I was. And since they needed someone to be good at computers, I got that. I was like that guy. I was like the firm's IT guy in addition to a junior accountant. And it got to be that I loved the IT guy part of my job and I hated the accounting guy part of my job. So um, I added that as a major and then, um, you know, slowly over the course of the next couple jobs, it got less and less sort of finance oriented and more and more computer oriented until I became a full-on programmer and such so um, i'm curious what the actual moment was when you were starting as an accountant like what what was that thing like was it a spreadsheet i don't know it just sounds accountanty like what was what were you doing when you're like fuck this this is awful i'm this i'm done <laughs> um like there has to be one thing you remember just pushing you to the brink <laughs> i guess like everything i did seemed wrong you know like it I, I wasn't able to take what I learned in school and then just flat out do that again at work. Like that thing didn't exist. Yet it seemed like I was supposed to be able to do it. Everyone's expectations were like, you've done, you know, whatever, you know, journal entries in school, right? I'm like, yes, absolutely. You know, I, no problem. Well, then just do it here. It's like your formats are all different. And you guys like rip me a new one if I so much as put a space between words or something like, you know, vertically on lines. And uh, it, it just like again and again, everything I did was wrong. Always fucking wrong. Like my, my incompetence knew no bounds. And that's not that's an exaggeration. I was good at taxes. But uh, in the actual like bookkeeping and accounting stuff, I was never wrong about the theory of it. I paid attention in school, but. The formatting and it's, I don't know I I just I, I never seem to have any success <clears throat> off of it and I thrive on that and uh, it was like I gotta get the fuck out of here on the other hand the computer stuff I was like a golden boy you know and I like I walked into my father's firm and uh, you know they had a couple of computers but I, I brought I, I updated them I got them on new tax software I selected it which even today it turns out was the perfect choice I networked all their computers together and had a central file system so that you could do any return from any computer you know if the one you worked on was taken you could go somewhere else and back in the day not a lot of people had this and then you know that other people would see how his firm operated and how it had been modernized and they would hire me to do that for them and um you know, then they were thrilled. And at the time, like even freaking having a central printer that, that all the computers could print to, it wasn't groundbreaking or anything, but not everyone knew how to do it. Whereas today it seems like, you know, you could probably do that in your house. Everyone can who's competent. So I would just do jobs. And, and I, I think a lot of it might've just been the feedback loop at one thing for whatever reason in accounting. I just, I, I don't think I sucked. I, I knew my theory. I just, wasn't doing what the way they wanted me to do it and um and then in computers i was some sort of superstar and uh, it made me gravitate towards that 
Hey guys, I have discovered what the impossible. Is, oh, sorry. I have a girlfriend who does not give blowjobs, despite having an active sex life. What should I do? Break up with her. Break up with her. She needs to get blowjobs. Right, question man. answered. Yeah, she needs to get blowjobs. Like that's it's it. Now, I mean, I would ask, are you willing to reciprocate and things like of that? Course. You know, if you're the sort of guy who, who who's, you know, chat. maybe you're the guy who wants to live in an oral sexless sex life. And if that's the case and, and you guys are matched that way, then fine. But guessing from this question, you're down and she's not. And I can only imagine if she's not willing to go to the level of blowjob. Where is she going to be on the questions of bondage and, I don't know, all the other kinky shit that you're going scat to want play. to explore? I like a little scat play. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Like give her a little Hitler or something. Come on, let's have a little fun. Yeah. All right? She won't let's give you a blowjob. Let's you... get some... I want fire. <laughs> fire whips. Yeah. I mean, a couple of years from now, you're gonna be want you're gonna want to be choked. You're gonna want a finger up your ass. You're gonna want you know all sorts of stuff going on. And uh, and and this girl is so vanilla. You're already not happy. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. it's gonna get better before it gets worse. Wait, I had that backwards. It's gonna get worse you're before backwards. it gets better. Sorry, yeah. I just gave you complete opposite advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a very old-fashioned way of doing things. Like the modern women and men both give their partners oral oral sex. It's kind of a normal thing. I saw Howard Stern did a thing where they called the the mothers and fathers of the staff, and he asked them that question, and a lot of them said they had never done it in their married lives with their husbands, never. And and like that's not the kind of marriage that that you're gonna want to live in, and it shouldn't be the. It's it's obviously not the kind of like relationship you want to be in. It's it's an important part of the relationship. That if you want it and she's not willing to to give it, then you need to see other people. Or maybe she's worth not getting blowjobs with, but that's your call. No, yeah. she, no, definitely not that How second part. How could she be? But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, it's your prerogative to leave because of that. That's something. It's not selfish. That's something that you want out of it that you're not getting. You should. You can leave. I agree. All right. So and, and let her watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we are... Afterward. No, during. <laughs> what is your best and what is your worst quality? Hmm. My best and my worst quality. My best quality is I'm very creative. If you, mm -hmm. if you ask me to come up with something that'll do a thing or accomplish a task I can or a goal I can do it really quickly my worst uh, quality might just be in fact putting those plans into action if, if I had a best quality it would be um, I'm, I'm pretty hard-working you know hard-working and discipline to me are, are roughly one and the same you know when I set my mind to something you know sometimes I'll do it with weight loss sometimes I'll do it with work and, and I uh, I do what I set my mind out to get done. That's my best quality. If I had a worse one, I don't know. Is it impatience? That one's not so hot. And it sounds like not a bad one, but try living with me. Try telling a story too long. And I'll be like, <laughs> TikTok, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, maybe impatience is my best, is my worst one. And, and not just that, but you have a hard time disguising your impatience. I think that's it. Yes, that's you, sometimes, true. you sometimes can because all of us are impatient. 
but we we sort of put on a smile and pretend like we're not. You at times are unable to accomplish that. <laughs> Sometimes if Woody gets impatient, he wants to talk. He'll just start gyrating on his screen and smiling and jumping up and down wildly, and that's when I know <laughs> oh, I, I gotta stop. <laughs> He's like Robo Woody, and he does not compute. I just talking Alpha Alpha talker, and like steam's coming out of his head. <laughs> I've seen it happen on multiple occasions. <laughs> uh, yes. Merkin, best and worst quality? Uh, uh, probably the best. I'm pretty quick on my feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but worst, uh, it's kind of the other end of that one is I, I say things that I, I realize like right after, like, oh, ugh, that was probably in error. I probably should have said that differently or things like that. I've noticed uh, that that can happen when you drink. Yeah, I mean, I, I like uh, it when you're drunk, man. I really do. I like drunk, <laughs> super snarky. You 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 don't you don't really care what you say, and some <laughs> of what you say isn't like gold, but you know you say enough of it that you know you get a steady stream of silver, and that's good enough. <laughs> and I enjoy Thanks. it. You're welcome. You're I welcome. appreciate that backhanded compliment. That was that was it, nice. I didn't mean backhanded. I mean, I'm not saying that you get drunk and suddenly become Steve Martin, but. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you do get drunk, and you know, you get on a roll, and you're very entertaining, and it's it's fun for me to. I, I like doing that too, so we bounce off each other nicely. It's 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 fun sometimes when we hang out, especially yeah. with alcohol involved. Yeah, it is fun. It's been mm-hmm. been too long. It's been quite a while. It, it's, been, it's it's been quite a while indeed. And you're, you're you're always invited down here. Anytime you you want to like get away and come down here and shoot some stuff and blow some cars up or something, you're you're always welcome to come and stay. I got a room. I'll pull a oh, white boy with you. I and, bet you and, got and, ten. Huh? huh? <laughs> anyway, um, next AMA question. Oh wait wait what, what were your what was your good quality, Mirka? He's quick-witted. Quick on my feet, feet. and bad one was, uh, yeah, not not good at knowing when to shut up sometimes. Okay, fair enough. All right, so here's, I like like this one a lot. Mm -hmm. If you could live in any sci-fi universe, which one uh, would it be and why? Now, so so let me just throw this in there. Who are we going to be in that sci-fi universe? That's what I need to know. Can I be Han Solo? I'll pick Star Wars if I can. Um, No, you're just you. Just yeah, me. If I'm just me, a regular person, most sci-fi universes are incredibly dangerous. I have a huge yeah. problem with that. <laughs> if I'm just me, a regular person, like I don't want to live in Gotham City. Halo? I sure as no, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I, I, Star Wars. They might blow up my entire goddamn planet. Just Star Trek. Star Trek. That's the one. Yeah. Star I, Trek is is a, is an is an Earth with no money, where everyone just does what they want to do because they're driven to be the best them they can be and uh, you're you're it's it's a perfect utopian society of explorers and scientists star trek i have another good one um if i'm just going to be a regular person with no superpowers this might be considered a superpower but i would really like being doctor who's traveling companion oh it'd be so excellent yeah yeah you know they don't have any special powers other than getting doctor who to like them but yeah, that would be an amazing adventure. I would that, want to be 
one of the people from the Hunger Games universe, but only if I could be one of the goofily dressed rich people. Because <laughs> oh. it seemed like they had it pretty good. And they didn't seem in danger. Until, unless there's another book where they get what's coming up to them, but you know, whatever. Until they then. do. They got those vomit pills? That's great. I, I like that a lot. I, I would love to be one of the, what do they call them? I know it's like the capital city, but District 1? Whatever. The capital city, I think, I, is what they probably. call it. It's not a district. Yeah, I, I, w- I would love to be uh, one of those people. Everybody, None of the other ones, though. That, that sucked. No. no, not the district workers who are mining coal in the future because that's clearly the best energy source available right? for them and the most they efficient the way to get it. I yeah. was thinking that, too. Like, like, wow, this really shows what happens in the future. We're, 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 <laughs> we're still going after that coal. All right. Yeah. And they ride like a steam engine to the fancy city. It's it is kind of ridiculous. They put their their eggs in the wrong baskets of advancement. It is a weird advancement. I have, I have uh, picked through the AMA questions. The ones that I found were interesting. If you get oh, or actually here's you have to go and let me know if you like this or not. You you have to go back in time to convince the people of an ancient civil, uh, civilization that you are God. You get to bring one item that can be carried on your person. What item do you choose? Uh, I'm a. I'm gonna How use this to, to help them convince me I'm God. I know what I'm taking. Wait, how far are we going back in time? As far as you want. I think you'd want to pick a time where, if you came in and were a godlike figure, you'd be very powerful, and and that varies throughout history and geography. Maybe pick ancient Egypt. Roll up in there with a Mark Forty Six machine gun, fully loaded. I mean, one thing that would be interesting, get this, hear me out, I could go to the Renaissance period and bring, like, an encyclopedia on a DVD with my laptop. I would be, like, I'm already, I think, a Renaissance genius. Like, I understand stuff that they are just starting to figure out. I know the order of the planets, mostly, don't quiz me. I, I, you know, like, I understand that the Earth is round. Like, and I'm, someone's going to get me on, like, exactly what they know and don't know in the Renaissance. But I got a rough shot at pe- making penicillin. And if I bring an encyclopedia <laughs> on a DVD... I could definitely nail that shit. Like You've I, got a good I, shot on penicillin, and you can cure the plague. Exactly. Dude. Do that without those things. I'll tell you what I can do. I could invent a steam engine. And then when I'm done, I could invent a gasoline engine. Because I know how those shit things work. Like, I, 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 <laughs> like I, I am a renaissance genius. I would be the Tony Stark of the 1600s. So, I like this. Yeah. But, that, but what is your end goal of this? What do you think that becoming... This Renaissance man, this Leonardo, this super version of Leonardo da Vinci, would bring to you, or are you just trying to benefit humanity? Two chicks at one time. That's the end goal. I got to make that happen somehow. Man, that's sitting like, in the bar. I'm that's called Saturday night. That's what you're. That's what you're using this wish for. I, 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 no, I, I'm moving there, right? It's my a new life I'm setting up, right? I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going okay. to live I the life lie. that Ben Franklin enjoyed. I'm going to just Ooh, have... Lots of big, lots of fat pussy. <laughs> All in there. All those All inventions Ben Franklin had, they're mine now. You think I can't invent, like, a kite and a string and a, and a, Dude, and a, a cast Edison's iron stove? Too. Yeah. Take all that. I don't yeah. think he invented the kite. Hey, you can be <laughs> with a, a. I said a string, but I meant a key. The, oh. The, 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 <laughs> I would bring a ton of sheets of. You can acid. be Einstein if you want. Yeah, I. I would. 
it would be fun as I bring this DVD, you know, with all these things, uh, to watch my name get inserted in that shit repeatedly as the world's greatest inventor throughout history. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's how it would work too. I think. You believe in that sort of thing? It depends on which movie you're watching, I guess. But yeah, but yeah it. And like every smart thing Einstein ever said is written in a book. Like those oh, could be yeah. every. All you gotta do to be Einstein? Yeah, I got it right here. <laughs> this makes me smarter than that's Einstein. Like saying, Plato. That's like saying I'll just take the you know manual out of my car, go back in time, and build one. Like, yeah, there there are things that Einstein does that I I, I can't. Yeah. Even uh, there are things he's like discovered that I can't even learn. But yeah, but the, but all you gotta do is write them out, and and the the people who are who are smart enough will understand him, and they'll recognize your genius. And all you have to say is elementary, and walk away. You just every now and then you just release another piece of Einstein's, you know, theorem. You, just, you ah, look at this little thing I came up with. Yeah, this this is uh, equals MC square. Yeah, matter and light. It's all relative. Yeah, theory of relativity. I just came up with that today on a napkin. Here you go. Look into I would that. Invent systems of government. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I it, I would do systems amazing. Yeah, I mean, like what America uh, did was kind of new. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's all based on things that happened in Greece. Maybe that was a bad example. What utopia in the in the in the past. I, I would be uh, a very powerful and rich man with I think, two chicks at one time. I think if you go back to Egypt and with my Mark 46 machine gun, I could totally blast the pharaoh and you know anyone else who wanted to stand in my way, and they would quickly call me like Ra or something, mm -hmm. and I would be the thunder god, and you know they'd be cape, they'd be fucking pyramids built for me. They might maybe call I would Thor in that situation. Dude, I don't, I don't yeah. think so. I think there's like a critical mass of when. Like you could go back and still be successful with this attempt, because if you go too far back, they're gonna be like, ah, oh, an evil god, and then try and kill you, and they will no, succeed I, because you're I only would, one person. I would come down, you know, with a little knowledge of Egyptian mythology, and I would, guess I would have to um, really brush up on my ancient Egyptian. Yeah, skills. bring a Rosetta Stone. Yeah, Rosetta Stone. <laughs> um, and. Uh, and, you know, I would basically, you know, shoot down the pharaoh or whatever, and I'd be like, uh, I am Ra, the sun god. I strike down this fake god and, you know, bow before me or die. And, you... you know, they'd... I'm sorry, Merkin, did you mean the real Rosetta Stone or the computer program Rosetta Stone? <laughs> either way. Either way, you got it covered. I mean, either one. Learn hieroglyphics, you know? Okay. But uh, I was thinking of the computer one. Hang on a minute. I'm just gonna text message. Let me just chisel this out for these guys. Like that wouldn't work. You've got to be able to speak the language, or they're just gonna. Yeah. I don't know. I could probably with some sign language in my thunder cannon. I could probably take over that way. But I'd rather be able to speak the Egyptian. And I think you could get like 50 girls at one time at that point. Like everybody wants to sleep with the thunder god. Oh, you'll get the whole country of women at that point because you all can you demand want. it because they think you're god. Yeah. But all, all okay. The... Aside from bringing a gun. Like, which is obviously the best choice. Like, think about, like, my idea is to bring, like, a bunch of sheets of acid and just trip people out into believing that I have some sort of magical powers over them, you know? Like, just just tell them that it's some elixir of me, God, and that they're going to experience things they'd never imagined. Make sure they're feeling good vibes first. Don't want everybody freaking out. Uh, now before me! Yeah. <laughs> that was, you know, when you go, that'll do it. Yeah, if you go to 30,000 BC, just a Bic lighter, and you're God. Oh, you know Definitely what would be cooler than a Bic lighter? Although a Bic lighter is pretty cool. Uh, my first thought before I came up with the whole Renaissance thing was a um, a laser pointer that can start fires, because that's cooler. 
I got one of those. I was talking yeah. about it yesterday. I don't know where it is. I've used it. You brought it to paintball one time. One watt. Yeah, that thing was awesome. Very cool. They'll pop balloons, burn, light matches, burn the fuck out of you, uh, blind you, I'm sure, and uh, get you in a lot of trouble with the uh, with the government if you shine it at an airplane. So don't do that. You remember all the things that we burned in that hotel lobby com. with it? Yeah, we burned like a lot we of things. We heated chicken with it. I, uh, I shined it in a bunch of people's rooms. Yeah, and it lights the room up. It's so powerful. It, like you shine it in, into someone's window, and the whole room is illuminated by the power of this thing. I wish I knew whether shining that like a laser pointer at an airplane, if the pilots are really suffering from big damage or if they're just a bunch of giant fucking babies <laughs> about it. Like, oh my God, they're shining lights at me and I don't like, I'm completely blinded. I'm like, really? Completely blinded? By a, yeah. a laser from the ground? I, it, I, And it's not like he has his hands on a steering wheel like this and he's sitting up there, ah! Like, yeah, it's I, not coming that way. I don't know the, the whole thing behind that, but, but it must have some... I, I would love... Now, I remember this. I remember, like, during the riots in Syria, uh, like, maybe a year or two ago, they had helicopters over the city, and there were dozens of these green lasers on the helicopters, like... And you could see them, like, you know, you can't hold your hand perfectly steady, and you could see them like, just, like, vibrating all over the hull of this, uh, this helicopter, and that was a major problem. I'm sure they were just like, ah, I can't see shit, but... A little I, glimmer of one in a plane, I wouldn't think would be... Somebody who knows, please answer. And and I don't want someone at my level of knowledge. I have read the articles online about how it's absolutely slaughtering and they get headaches for months and post-traumatic stress disorder from a fucking laser pointer. I'm just saying it smells like bullshit <laughs> to me. I need someone who's experienced a laser pointer from 36,000 feet away to tell me that it's a giant issue. That, that, that's what I need because um, it just doesn't smell right it, it just seems like maybe they're they're trying to get protection and they're a bunch of big babies about it and, and not that it's a yeah. serious issue in aeronautical safety yeah uh, oh I fly hundreds of people around and I care about their safety shut up deal with the laser let it, some kid on the ground have his fun not hurting <laughs> anyone I, I don't know I have no idea I yeah, it's probably not. I uh, I went and played poker last night for the first time in uh, in a couple years. Yeah, I got the really boring texts. How are those boring texts? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I want my time back. Those texts were great. What time back? What are you talking about? Did you... Is that how you, you did well in <laughs> poker? Did you bore them, too? <laughs> what are you talking about, bore them? What are we talking about? I, I, I'm missing the joke. <laughs> you, you sent texts, or you, you sent us pictures of poker chips, right? Yeah, because it's real money. Those were real dollar amounts that I was accruing through my winnings. Oh, yeah. Was, that was the point. They weren't like fake money. It was, it was, it was, I had $1,000. How much did you win? I ended up clearing, uh, profiting $425. So you didn't send us any pictures of the pile shrinking only as it grew? I had bought it in for 600 so you bought in with for six hundred, and you walked away with four hundred. I walked away with one thousand twenty-five. <laughs> okay, one thousand twenty-five. Okay, so, so yeah. you, you almost <laughs> so four, doubled your money. Good, good. Yeah, at one point I had doubled my money, but I but I lost a I lost three hundred dollars in one hand. Did poorly. did you beat had, them by playing like for a ridiculously long period of time until they all went all in and just? We played, how many people? 
there's about eight or nine of us at the table. Um, I don't know. We played for three or four hours. We played no. in, you know into the night. When that, you that's told how us... poker goes because when you enjoy the game. When you told us that it's the kind of game where people don't take pictures, were you saying it was strip poker with the guys? No, I was saying that, you know, these people wouldn't want their picture taken while they're playing poker. Mm. So senator, senators and generals and... No, um, people who don't want to go to, you know, it's not exactly a legal activity, I, I wouldn't suppose. They wouldn't, it just wouldn't be, they wouldn't like that. But, uh, but I had fun. I hadn't played in a long time, and I, I did really well, I thought. Um, I only really lost, I lost maybe two or three hands. Um, I lost like 90 bucks in one hand and like 300 in another and maybe 50 in another. So that wasn't that bad. And when I won, I, I usually got a good amount out of it, and I minimized my losses. I had fun. The um, It's all a bunch of old men that I'm playing with, so like te- sometimes they lose their temper, and it gets really tense, and nobody wants to say anything. So it's really entertaining just to play with them because some guy will be just like losing. You, you buy in for 300 bucks at a time. Mm-hmm. But 300 is the minimum buy-in. And you know everybody starts with three hundred, and then but this one guy, he's just like, he keeps losing. He keeps three hundred, three hundred. You know, like every twenty minutes it seems that he's buying three hundred more chips, and they're just going into the middle and then being dispersed to the other seven or eight of us. And he just keeps buying them, and he's losing his temper more and more. And then finally, he had pocket queens, and the guy to his right had an eight and a two, and the eight and a two beat him, and he just fucking came unglued. He jumped up, his fucking chair fell out. He was like. I'm fucking down with this bullshit. God, he tore the cards up and threw them on the table and like, don't about it. It was great. I love that shit. That uh, is I've great. Seen, see, it sounds funny when you telling me the story, but in person, this seems remarkably uncomfortable. Like, oh, it, it doesn't gr- seem like it would be fun to be around. We waited in for person him to leave the laugh. We waited for him to leave the laugh. You know, we you know we won't get shot or anything. I, <laughs> I wouldn't laugh at his face, but once he was gone, it was me? funny. Didn't recognize yeah. a good opportunity to be quiet, and that is one. If you sometimes you see the opportunity to shut your mouth, and you must seize it. When some guy freaking out over poker cards, work your poker face, enjoy the moment. You, yeah, he was freaking out over about two grand. That's what he was freaking out about. He he was, he was yeah, unhappy yeah. With losses, and and those and and I was I was even upset for him because honestly, it was a it was a real shitty way for him to lose. The guy beat him, shouldn't have beat him. He shouldn't have called the bets that he called. He was really chasing after something and what would be considered a bad play, like a, a low percentage play. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the same guy who beat me for $300. I had pocket twos, and the, the flop came out, and it had a two in it, so I flopped trips. But even better, they had two threes in it, so I flopped a full house. But what I didn't know was this guy had an ace three, so he flopped three threes, but I've still got the better hand. And even though I was betting, uh, like I think two hundred and fifty dollars, like I put them all in. I put all. Of it, that's why I, did, I didn't lose all my money, is because he didn't have as much money as I had. Um, but uh, he hit an ace on the river on the last card, so it made him uh, a full house of aces and threes, and that really hurt my feelings. And I had a hard time not reacting, but I just <laughs> smiled, <laughs> and I counted out his money for him because I was so confident that I had won. That like I didn't I didn't do anything I shouldn't have done but like I turned my cards over um bef- and I hadn't even counted all of the the money out into the the middle of the pot I was so sure that like, there's no way he's gonna beat my fucking full house I flopped but but sure enough this motherfucker who is famous for doing this sort of thing who looks like you ever see Men in Black the first Men in Black right 
when Tommy Lee Jones is taking Will Smith around New York and showing him how it really is. And uh, he comes up to this, uh, the pug, and that old scary man, and, and he's like, and Will Smith's like, shit, I know that guy's an alien. Look at that motherfucker. And he points at the guy, but in fact it's the pug, and that's the, like the gag. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy that they pointed to who looked like a fucking alien, like a ghoul, this old decrepit man with long, stringy, greasy, greasy gray hair in his face and just pockmarks and stuff, that's who I'm playing with. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker, he's beaten. He's one of the few people that, that I, like, I, I've never beaten him. He always is dangerous to even to be in a hand with. I don't think I've ever won a hand against him. He's just very good player, and if he's in there, it just seems like he's always got the best of it. See, I don't understand that in poker. Like, how could you never beat him in a hand? Like, doesn't it ever he, just... Because he doesn't play every hand. He very rarely plays, and when he does play, he put he makes sure that he's got good cards to start with, and he often escapes before oh. you can reel him in. To, to really get somebody's money, They you not only do you have to have a great hand, they have to have a good hand, it's one that they're confident in, like I did. I had I had flopped this full house, so I'm just pushing my money out in the middle. I'm bet he does he doesn't even have to bet. I'm raising him. I'm re-raising him, but he got a better hand on the river, so he got he doubled through me. He, How he would you win with a two and an eight? I don't know. Over I made a two pair. There was a two and an eight. There was a two and an eight on the uh, flush. You would make a the the guy you beat in that uh, circumstance had pocket queens, so it was pocket queens versus an eight and a two. And the eight and a two came on the board, so he flopped two pair, and it was that—that's what happened to that guy. But you know, it's, it's Texas Hold'em. Three of a kind beats two pair, I think. He didn't have three of a kind. He had pocket queens. Oh, I'm, I think I'm—I messed up my hands. Probably. Anyway. Um. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I was thinking of the previous hand where you had the full house and whatever the trips. Um, but it was a fun night. I think I'm gonna go back next Wednesday and see if I can uh, make some more money off those guys. Were you like the young, the young buck coming in, showing them what's what? Those guys know me. I used to play with them a few years ago. Um, most of them are like 50, 60 years old, something like that. It's a bunch of old guys playing, but they've got a lot of money, and they just keep shoveling it in the middle. They're good players too. Like don't don't let me fool you. I don't feel like I'm going in there like to 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 take everybody's money. Like everybody there is a really strong player who like kind of plays for a living. Or at least as a partial income. You want to do a new PKA question? Yeah. This one's yeah. truck talk. My, my uh, question surrounds your future truck. I'm guessing he's talking to me, but I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I know you've mentioned it on the podcast, wanting something such as a Duramax or a Cummins diesel. Are you still interested in pursuing these? I myself drive a 2004 5.9 Dodge Cummins. Very good motor and have treasured my tiny, tiny amount of truck talk on the podcast over the years. would like to know your thoughts on this. That 5.9 Cummings is a beast of a motor. Um, I suppose it depends. Part of it depends on the house. You know, like it, if I spend so much on the house that my savings is, is dropped low, then I might get something used. Um, I haven't considered the diesel stuff much because I just don't tow enough to warrant it, I think. But uh, but I do admire it. You know, I see full-size trucks with the you know i don't know diesel motors and stuff especially if it's not a ford then uh then i i dig it so if i had to buy right now i'd probably get a late model silverado that's uh, they appeal to me you don't like fords 
Uh, I do like Fords actually, especially the new 150 looks amazing. Uh, the Ford in diesel is well regarded as the weakest of the three diesels, even though the horsepower numbers in the current one are amazing. Their 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 track record and reliability has been dreadful. So I keep waiting for that to change. You know, like ah, oh, you're out of date. You know, that was the the power strokes, but not since the 7.3 has this Ford had a good power, uh, a good diesel motor. The six O's and the six mm. whatever's were after that. I think there's six sevens now. I'm not sure, but um, I asked around and they're still power strokes, man. They're they're just not as good as the other two. But um, in a half ton truck, Ford might make the best one. But every time I'm behind them, the Silverado catches my eye more. So I'm not sure what I'll get. Hmm. That's, you have uh, that old Toyota Beater right now, right? How dare you! <laughs> 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 yeah uh, I liked the, the quick inhale of uh, you were aghast <gasps> oh, never... yeah I love that truck In I really do <laughs> I swear I love my truck more than it warrants it is a great great truck um, I rarely like am behind my own truck you know I'm usually in it and, uh, and I approach it from the driver's side door but um, my wife and I, we've been going out to look at houses and stuff and we pull up and my truck's there in the driveway and I'm just like, God damn, that's a handsome truck. My truck is so fucking epic. I, it, <laughs> it is the most amazing truck to ever have truck. It, it's great. And I'm glad that Hope <laughs> likes it because even when I get a new one, it will still be in the family. I'll get to visit it and drive it. And my truck is the best fucking truck that's ever trucked. It, it, it's, it's really, really good. And, um, and I, I ride it hard. My truck has spent more time over 5,000 RPM than maybe any other Tacoma to have ever lived in, in, in its towing days. And, and it, uh, it's, it's really something. So, um, so I'll probably get a new truck, something maybe more capable of towing some bigger stuff, uh, trying to stay away from house talk, but my next house might require a better truck. And, um, uh, so so that would be something bigger and we'd have the other one for for off-road or whatever and um but yeah so to this guy's question um i'm probably probably a half ton silverado if i had to buy right now but we'll see maybe three kyle told so i'm driving around in my truck on the last pka adventure and uh it's just the way i drive like you know if there's a curb in the way or something rather than reverse go right over because because i've got the world's greatest truck and um you know we were doing that all the time like we'd I'd make a u-turn but it's a truck so it doesn't really make a u-turn in the street you kind of get onto the grass and there's these big draining drainage ditches and i'm just like going tilty and then like driving up and 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 uh kyle's like you can't do that in like a, a, a new half ton truck those things are are street trucks you know you you can't just treat them the way that you treat your current truck and it was like well fuck you know maybe i need a three-quarter ton or something so that i can do this because i i really like the ability to drive over and on top of things and it's not like i'm running through people's yards don't it's nothing disrespectful but uh you know you're making a u-turn or something it's great yeah you want to be able to know you can hop the curb and not have to worry about it exactly yeah you know in and it, it happens more often than you'd think so isn't the tacoma half ton uh no, it's a compact ton? truck, and I don't know if they they use that designation on it. Half ton typically means a full sized, uh, sort of light duty truck. 
and mine's not full sized. The more you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, nice truck, five nine Cummins, dude. So I wanted to uh, rebut someone. Shiz linked me to to some guy on the uh, subreddit. <laughs> I didn't even see I this. Didn't... I, I'm really proud that that's like shit on the subreddit happens now, and I don't catch it. But carry right? on. Right? I didn't catch it either. Chiz Chiz linked me to this. He, mm-hmm. he asked me what I thought about it. He's like, "What What do you think of this?" So, um. I guess it was last week or the week before we were discussing what would happen if you dropped an Abrams tank, a modern-day Abrams tank, into World War II. Um, what could it do to the Third Reich? And first of all, the scenario that I envisioned and the one I think that we settled on was that you had unlimited ammo because these things only carry 42 rounds. And that's not going to really get anything done. You get 42 targets is nothing in the grand scale of things, especially uh, World War II. I also I, I think you get to pick the time of the war. You get to drop it. You get dropped into as well, and potentially where? No, so, no, no. There was definitely behind enemy lines. Was part of the question. Okay. What's the kind of tank we're using? I need to look M1 this up so Abrams. I know what we're talking about. Yeah, the Abrams tank. Uh, A B R A M. Wow. Um. So so I I found a little bit of information and I wanted to like read through this. Uh, what I've got here. Got a prepared statement, if you will. Um. <laughs> So this refutes a few of the things that, that this guy had to say. So the anti-tank specialist weapon um, of the day for the Germans was the 88 millimeter. Uh, it, the Pac-43 was the, was the anti-tank specialized version of the 88. Um, it looks like Wikipedia lists that the Pac-43's armor penetration at 100 meters, which is effectively point-blank range, is 202 millimeters. The M1 Abrams frontal armor equivalents, rough, which means a very rough estimate, um, against kinetic penetration is about 940 to 960 millimeters. But that's the older version. The new ones have depleted uranium armor upgrades. Um, basically, the added that sounds so cool. Yeah. Basically, the added protection from the depleted uranium armor is believed to be equivalent to 24 inches. That's 610 millimeters of RHA. That's rolled homogeneous armor plate. So you're looking at a penetrator, uh, excuse me, a penetrator capable of what? Cracking 202 millimeters, striking 1560 millimeters of equivalent armor. So if you hit the same spot with the biggest fucking gun you've got about three or four times in a row, you got it. But the problem is the M1 Abrams tank has thermal vision, thermal night vision. It can see through those hedgerows that are all in France and Germany, and it can see your your guns. Mm. Through them, it can look through walls and find you the bad guys. It shoots from a farther effective range than anything you have while driving 40 miles a fucking hour. Your tanks have to stop to even shoot accurately. The, this tank will never miss a target, regardless of the of the range, or of its uh, move, movement or of the target's movement. That means that the Abrams can be hauling ass over hills beyond your effective range, and you can be hauling ass in the other fucking way. Or strafing, whatever you want to do, and it'll still hit you 99% of the time, just because of the uh, the targeting systems. Um, some people brought up the tank maintenance, and that is an issue. Um, that they do have a breakdown uh, issue, so that could happen. That the tank could actually break down. But let's imagine that you get some Americans to support your tank with some infantry and some Shermans and uh, maybe some aircraft. Then you're pretty much unstoppable because you got engineers and you got fuel behind you. 
and the, the, the tank can run the fuel of the day because those turbine engines will run anything. Um, kerosene, diesel, lighter fluid, whatever you pour in them. Um, I think I got something else here. Oh, as far as the... Um, huh. it, it goes on to say the M1's durability is almost irrelevant anyway because it's not likely to get hit much in the first place. The thermal sensors, fire controls, crew conditioning, and training of modern uh, crews means that detecting enemies and landing the first round uh, will happen faster and from a longer range than the, any, than the enemy has any practical hope of retaliating at. Um, a World War II tank can have difficulty just hitting a moving target at all at moderate range, but a well-trained Abrams crew is accuracy is near 100%. Yeah, I already went through that. Um, oh, anything that gets hit is doomed. The M1's kinetic penetrator will encounter so little resistance from enemy armor <laughs> that, that it may not be able to get reliable, reliably deadly after armor effects. It will simply punch clean through and out the other side of a German tank. That means you can get collaterals. <laughs> yeah. That's so, awesome. Tanks. So, the, so the issue then becomes if they can hit it with artillery or they can booby trap it or they can use an aircraft bomb rigged with some sort of a mine, something like that. That would disable the tracks for sure. But the scenario doesn't involve you saying, Hey, Germans, we have a super tank. Get ready. No, you don't do that. You fucking attack at 45 miles per hour. Why would you have a German accent in this scenario? So that they could understand you, would <laughs> Okay, my bad. All right, good point. <laughs> <laughs> my point is, are you going to roll into Berlin and take out Hitler? No, you can't do that. Because they've got those Panzer Shrek things, those little bazooka things. and Well, it really depends on the year. There's just too many of them to... Your, bar your barrel would probably eventually uh, lose its rifling, I would imagine. you just kill so many of them. The, the trick wouldn't be... I think some people imagine the M1 like barreling in uh, like to a mass of enemies where it becomes surrounded and enveloped by smaller tanks and artillery pounding it and like men charging it. But you would never put it in that scenario. It would be behind like a group of infantry and other tanks supported by aircraft, and it would be firing these laser beams destroying everything that it could see from beyond their range. Nothing would get near it ever. Uh, you wouldn't... How you fast wouldn't, can it shoot, do you know? How, how many... I don't know, it's like a round a minute probably? Maybe two or three? I don't I should probably check that. I honestly don't know. Huh. Find out. That just seems too slow to do enough damage from just one thing, though. Like, eventually it would just be overwhelmed. Like, just... And I think it would be overwhelmed pretty quickly. They have to... Let's see, rate of fire. See, and, and you use the front as your, like, you know, how hard you'd have to be shot. But what if they hit you in the tread? They could probably break a tread. Yeah. Yeah, they'd have to hit you in the treads. Like, but, there's too but, many like ways saying, for it to go wrong. Like I'm saying, you would have the thing supported. You wouldn't go in on your own. You'd get the World War II era guys to come with you. I don't think, if you went in there on your own, eventually someone would shoot your treads, right? they disable yeah. you. And then they <clears throat> drop aircraft bombs on you. But it's a hard shot. It really is. And you're mostly staying beyond their effective range. And if you're supported by troops, then that's not going to happen. I See, think if you're supported by troops, it can do it. The scenario was, you know, you, 50 cal, unlimited bullets against Roman... What were they called? I have Colosseums in my Oh, head. a couple They're, of Roman legions. Legions, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that was one scenario. And the other scenario was a tank World War II behind enemy lines. Kyle felt like the World War II one was much, much better. 
Yeah. Like in both like, scenarios, you're so outnumbered that you know, they, they'd eventually get you unless you had a team on your side. They can't catch you. You could run the other way and fire out your ass the whole time. <clears throat> like, they literally aren't as fast as you are. You could. It, it really is a, a head and shoulders above. They are as fast above. as you. They're just not in tanks, right? They would need planes, bombers, you know, things like that. It's true. Or even just regular Humvees or whatever the equivalent of that was. Yeah. Like I mean, this it, thing only goes 45. The point is you need a so team. So it's not like some... In either scenario. Speed. Like, you could do massive amounts of damage with a sniper rifle. These guys don't have guns. They brought swords to a gunfight. I disagree with that one entirely. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I think you could do very little damage. No uh, way. Like, I don't think... <clears throat> it, what's the starting distance? What, like, 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 no. Too range. many people... There's Give no me the way. It would be dead way before you think. I I, I see them uh, coming over the horizon. I'm on the mountaintop sniping until they get to me. I would do... I How would, far I would, away are they? It, the, I, I picture the, um, the movie 300, right? Like they're at the bottom of the pass. I'm at the top, you know, and they have like a lot of mountain climbing to do to get to me. And I'm just popping them off. And by the way, there's a psychological effect here. You know, it's they're watching a significant amount of their friends die. I don't running. think it'd be significant at all. I, you just what's the range? That's the thing. Like, how far away are they? Are they a thousand yards? Six hundred yards of cliff. Straight up, almost. So you're shooting straight down. Roughly, I've got a good military advantage. Why aren't they shooting arrows at me? Yeah. I, I suppose, you know what, maybe that's the thing. Maybe a sea of arrows comes raining down, and now I'm ineffective. Ballistas. I mean, it is the Roman Legion. They're not dumb. They were a milk, you know, they took over most of the world. My thing is this. They, they, from what I know about the Roman Legion, depending on the era, they didn't care too much about their manpower. If they needed t five or 10,000 people to die to conquer an area, it just happened. So they wouldn't retreat, I don't think. I think they would just be like charge full ahead and it would end up becoming how long does it take a man to, to get from where they are to where Woody is and that's how much time you have to live. And then you, if that's an hour, how many rounds per minute can you fire and then do the math? That's how many you'll get before they hack you up. If it's an hour, I, let's I say one... I don't think Roman did that. I think they really, like, their soldiers were, were well-paid, well-trained. I think the people that they just forced out the front were those, like, Germanic tribesmen that they kind of captured and conscripted. <laughs> yeah, so but you got to like, capture them first. Well, yeah. Somebody's got to capture those Germanic tribesmen. <laughs> Somebody's got to. to epidemic. That was my favorite part of Game um, of Thrones, when, um, when Tyrion, like, fell in with the hill tribesmen, and, and then he told that story uh, at dinner, and he's like, like how like one had like cut another's throat over a sausage and and um, then they they were able to keep anybody from cutting his cock off so that was good but still the other guy wants blood money <laughs> and it was just like holy shit yeah, I fought with the hill tribes like, <laughs> fought with the hill tribes Game of Thrones when does that start like March I can't wait for that show to be back oh yeah March I, I, um, I'm right in the middle of uh, the fourth season right now. I might rewatch like my third time through. I think. Well, you watched Game of this Thrones your third three time times. The fourth season. Three times. About to have all four seasons three times. Yep. Wow. Really, like my Game of Thrones. 
I've definitely watched the first two seasons more than four times a piece. I enjoy just watching it for a while. That was it. It's so complex that that it, it rewatches well. It, it holds up to multiple viewings well, I guess I should say. And I like watching it with new people. So I like to like gauge people's yeah. reaction, and I like to like pick their brains a little without spoiling anything to see what they think's coming or what. I'll, I'll often ask like, "Who are your favorite characters? Who are your least favorite characters?" Who do you think is going to die next? Who do you want to die Well, next? I like Ned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, right. It's, <laughs> I really like the Starks. I don't know. I don't know. Every, everybody likes the Starks. I was like, and, and so I try to build it up. I'm like, Starks are fucking awesome, right? Yeah, the Starks are awesome. I'm like, look at them. They do the right thing all the time, no matter what the cost. Yeah, right. I really like the Starks. Yeah, me too, man. Starks are my favorite in this whole show. And, of course, I've seen four seasons of it, and they're on episode three. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, the Starks will win everything. <laughs> and then the, it's just like, Sir Ellen, bring me his head. And they fucking lop Ned Stark's <laughs> head off. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit. And then you get to the Red Wedding, and it's like, oh, no. And then, like, uh, by the time you're midway through the fourth season, you start realizing, so this show isn't really about the Starks, is it? Not, not really. No. no. I almost get disappointed when I'm watching the show with someone new because, like, part of me wants them to be like, I love Ned, and I love, you know, list off every other character that's going to die. But yeah. I hate it when they're like, yeah, I really don't like Ned. He's annoying. I also, you know, I don't like uh, the king in the north. He's a dick. And it's like, <laughs> damn it, it's, it's going to go your way. Yeah. I don't like that because it didn't go my way watching it. It didn't go <laughs> well, my way. I... It almost never goes my way watching it. Like, every now and then, Tyrion will do well, and that's great. I like Tyrion to succeed. I like him to outwit someone, to make someone look foolish, even if it's with a little twist of phrase. I enjoy it. My favorite part of the show, perhaps. But that's... You get those every now and then, but you get a lot of people dying in ditches and misunderstandings costing lives and people being manipulated that you know are being manipulated and the evil guy, fucking Peter Baelish, just wins, wins, wins. Winning, like, constantly. He never loses. He's the master puppeteer, it seems. Just making everybody dance for him. And I want him to... Peter Baelish again? Um, He's the guy behind everything. Baelish, the horror house operator. Oh, okay, okay. Mockingbird little finger. Yeah, little finger. Oh, yeah. But he's, he just wins and wins and wins. And it's... I really hope that next season, maybe... And, and I don't... I'm sure they won't. But I'm, I'm hoping some of my, the characters I like, like, kill some bad guys. I want some of the... The bad guys keep multiplying, and the good guys keep decreasing. That's literally happening, if you think about it. Like, we have more bad guys than good guys right now... And if they don't kill off some of these cocksuckers over here, I can't watch anymore. <laughs> when does if it start? Kill, if they don't kill one of the um, um, what are, the Boltons, if one of the Boltons uh, don't die, or or if Walter Frey doesn't fucking pay, then I don't know how much more I'm going to be able to watch. Because that's just bullshit. You can't allude to Walter Frey offending the gods by killing people in his own house. He shared bread and salt with them, and then he cut their throats. Yeah, he did. So let's fucking. Walter make... Frey is dead already. No. Walter Frey died already no. of old age. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's mentioned in the fourth season, I think. Or Where? if it's not, sorry, everyone. It totally isn't. You bastard! What is it? It's, you it's like mentioned in passing that he died. It's totally. Yeah, he definitely. Not. Yeah. 
It's totally not. He's shown alive and joking around with the Bolton guy like a third of the way through the fourth season, and then uh, I think anyway. And I don't know about this man. I I don't think they allude that he dies. The guy who rules the twins, right? Oh. He knew he was wrong. I don't think he is. <laughs> this is bullshit. How could he die of old age? They gotta shoot him or something. Fuck you, Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. <laughs> or, what's, his name? Um, what's the guy who writes this show? I just called him Peter Jackson. Uh, yeah, J-R-R something. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just having a brain fart, I promise. Yeah, God. I, I swear, I see his initials more than his name. Oh, they're all gonna hate me. No, they're not. They've come to accept and love my names. You're on the hook for this one. Me, I know. this is expected behavior. I, uh, it's I, George R.R. R. Martin. George R.R. R. Martin, right, right. I keep, I, I was resisting I know the that. urge to say George R.R. R. Tolkien, and I knew it was wrong. That's Lord of the Rings. I said Peter Jackson. Uh, that's also Lord of the Rings, you know? I know! Yeah. <laughs> that's embarrassing. It's okay. I do it all the time. Now I know how you feel. Uh, April 6, 2015 is likely when the first episode comes out. So that's so long from now. It really is. I wish we would get like uh, eight episodes in December and then like uh, maybe another eight in July. Just keep it rolling like that. I I wish they would do like 20 episodes a year. I would Uh, settle for 12. 10 is just ridiculous. It really doesn't seem like much, does it? No. Because there's so much story to be told. And I feel like they could flat like in, sometimes you like with The Walking Dead. I feel like they're spreading butter over too much toast. But with Game of Thrones, I feel like they're really caking it on thick to get it all in there. And uh, they they could afford to have maybe at least two more episodes a season to really like expand upon some scenes and uh, make things a little bigger and go into some background a little bit more. Uh, I, you know, you could at the very least. I've seen like I've seen shows do it. The show will come on, and you'll sort of be like looking from the point of view of like one of the little people, you know, like maybe a carpenter. You follow his day for like two minutes of right. him working, and you see, and then suddenly like one of your main characters comes rushing in. You see how like the main character affects like the the, the basic person who's just on the ground, and that's just that's a cool way to start a show. Like I feel like they could throw more little fun things like that in there if they had two more seasons a year to work to work with. That would be awesome. But it's totally not going to happen. Uh, it's probably not. No, it, you would think they would. But the good thing is that HBO Go is uh, coming to everyone without a subscription next year, right? Well, a cable subscription, I should say. Yeah, you'll be able to buy it separately, like Netflix. Is it next yeah. year? You heard? Twenty fifteen standalone HBO uh, HBO services. Yeah. Taylor says he's trying to get back in. Yeah, it's rumored to be uh, like twelve, fifteen dollars a year or a month, something like that. $15 a month. What's better, Game of Thrones or HBO or Netflix? See, I have to say Netflix, but the only, well, it, it, I, I, I don't know that one is better than the other. It's, it's, it's a hard call because Netflix grows more, although it seems to us like it doesn't. Though recently they added a lot. Like, like, I don't know if you caught it. They added a ton of documentaries, and they're not the shitty ones that you can't sit through with, like, crappy <laughs> CGI and stuff and, like, poorly um, um, 
narrated. They're really good. I watched one about the honey badgers. Um, if, if anybody wants to, uh, uh, a recommendation for one to watch, watch the one about the honey badgers. And I also, I'm watching one right now about um, Nazi hunters. These people who went like post World War II and hunted down like uh, Nazis who had escaped to South America and other places. So that that's pretty cool. But with HBO, you get really premium programming. You know, you Game of Thrones is huge. Um, I know you didn't watch it much, but um, what was that? Detect True Detective. True Detective. True Detective. I watched it. I just didn't like it much. I don't. I, I I loved it. I really really enjoyed it. I I thought it was up there with some of our other favorites. I, I know I'm uh, in the minority on that. Most people seem to like it a lot, but um, for me it was just regular. Yeah, um, I I really enjoyed it. But in addition to that, I don't know much of what else is like coming on HBO right now because I, I, it's just not... Oh, True Blood, I guess this was the last season, but I lost touch with True Blood a couple years ago. Um, but there's all, it also comes with the vast library of HBO programming. You know, you get all the Sopranos episodes, you get all the Wire episodes, um, all the Sex in the City, if, if you like that. Like, and and I'm, I'm, these are just a handful of them. There's a dozen or so. And you get some, like, all the comedy specials that people do. You get those on there. So, it's... It's worth a lot too. I don't know. I've I've watched a lot of. I probably split my time just about equally. I I really like more, both. There's a lot more of those in there. We got. Hang on. Let me. Let me put you, How did you get all these? I just came back from the fair. <laughs> but what do you got? Is that candy? Yeah, she has tons of candies. What kind what, of candy? What is a vanilla flavored Midgey Tootsie Roll? I don't know. Really Ooh, those good. are good. Uh, Do you I know got, what's also uh, really good? Yes. Is that a butterscotch? Yeah, type thing. You're just discovering butterscotch? Yes. <laughs> wow. What, what, oh wait, I like these. I'll take another. Did you have? Do you want to tell us about your favorite trip? It was a lot of fun. Uh huh. We uh, we got here. I'll tell you what. So, Put this on. What type of things going on? Are you just chilling with your friends, or are you? No, this is PKA. Oh, hey. That's... Yeah. Yeah, it's hey. only like 150,000, Yeah. people. Something get, like that. Get the dog out of the room. Okay. You're live. Let me let, let me do that. No, he'll go. Okay. All right. Hold on. Trying to mic her up properly. I like to give the headsets to my noobs because it doesn't require any mic technique. Haha, ha, you act like I don't have any mic technique. <laughs> I can handle mic talk. So, <laughs> uh, tell us about the fair. How did things go? Well, it was my first time ever going, which is weird, because especially around here, people go. It's a big deal. Huge I've never been deal. to it. It's awesome. And since today was like opening preview night, uh -huh. uh, we got these wristbands that were like 28 bucks, and we got to ride all of the overpriced rides for free. As many times as we wanted. Did they have any deep Not sure you get what free means. Okay. Free for you, because I paid... <laughs> Uh, one price. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Usually, you have to pay for like uh, a dollar a ticket, and some of the rides are like five tickets per time. And if there's like forty plus rides, and they range from like three to five tickets per ride, that is easily super duper expensive. Yeah, the, the math like the checks out. My only, <clears throat> I like the food and I like some of the rides, but a lot of the rides make me sick because they're. The rides that usually come along with fairs are the ones that just spin around and around in a circle, and I don't deal that well. There was, but I like of... the deep fried. I like the deep fried snacks they have at the fair. I, I didn't have any. Wait, you were supposed to. I you know. said you were gonna. 
You guys got to get on this. It's really easy. Pancake batter and snacks and vegetable oil. Okay. Please. Okay. I know it sounds um, insane. It's the best snack ever. Take an Oreo, batter it in pancake batter, and then... I don't then think you understand the concept it. of, like, five pounds of candy. I, I think we're good on the <laughs> killing ourselves front. candy. I'm gonna have to pass. I feel like that might be a healthy suggestion. You not... have a five-pound bag of sugar, and you're, you're you're worried about deep frying it a little? Come on. A little? Well, a lot, actually. Deep frying it. <laughs> Real good. I'm just saying. Did you have I'm working on friends there? Healthy food right now. Grayson showed up. Mm -hmm. And just for context, he wouldn't contact anyone all day, so nobody knew if he was going to show up or not. So that was cool. Did you want to provide any? Who's Grayson? Oh, that's my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Boyfriends are cool. Um, My best friend showed up. Ah, got it. All right. Oh, oh my bad. scared me. <laughs> so my boyfriend my best friend and her boyfriend all showed up and then my friend's boyfriend apparently knows everyone who decided <laughs> to go to the fair today so we kept running into people and he kept like turning around and being like blah blah whoa i haven't seen you in forever and then we had like new friends and it's like i don't know you <laughs> hey you're the forest gump wave <laughs> I swear to you, I did that like five times. <laughs> and I didn't understand that I was making a reference. People were all like, hey! And I was like, oh, hey. All right. So you went to the park, you rode the ride, you hung out with your friends. Yes. One of those like super duper spinny ones where you like don't need to be harnessed because like the centrifugal force like pushes yeah. you to the side of the ride. Mm -hmm. Well, one of them, the actual like wall part that you get like pushed onto wasn't secure and it would go like make you like lean upside down and that would like shoot up towards the ceiling and then you like oh, oh i know this way yeah so as you spin around because it's tilted you know how you get sucked against the wall well the wall slides up and it's kind of neat and it takes you with it did any carnies trick you and steal your money uh no but i had like five of them say to me just because i'm a girl that they would let me win and it's like that's not cool that's not fair Okay. I mean, I'd I'd like to win free stuffed animals, if given the opportunity. Okay. The Those stuffed animal thing got really count. old, after my boyfriend kept going on and on about how he wanted the Rastafarian stoned banana because he thought it was the super coolest thing, the entire time. It was like That's every time we passed one of those fair. booths, he was like, "Dude, it's the baked banana," and it's like every single booth had the baked banana. And yeah. we would learn about the fact that every single booth had the baked banana every time we passed the booth. It's a big wow. park. There were I'm signing with Grayson on this. Baked banana is awesome. <laughs> I you really know what? You, should, you should buy her boyfriend a baked banana. <laughs> Be the cool future father-in-law. I lost my baked banana in my last break. <laughs> are, we, are we already making wedding plans for the guy I've been dating oh, for a uh, month and a half? How many kids are you having? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> like a, a lot, right? Uh, let's put this on a different subject. If you had a parrot, what would the first word you'd teach it? What would it be? I had a parrot. Mm hmm. Hmm. First, does it be word or phrase that word? Steering towards one to two words. Mm. Like, what would be the first thing you teach it? Because you can't teach it, like, a speech. Like, you can't do that. Mm. So, so one word. Nasty things to say. 
Uh-huh. I teach it to say something that, uh, so like, I would teach it to say, keep it down. So if like, even if my neighbors, like if I wasn't home and my neighbors were being loud, they would still have to abide by a set of rules <laughs> if the bird was there to set them in line. Keep it down. And they'd be like, oh, that bastard up there. <laughs> a bast bird. <laughs> yeah, bast bird puns. Excellent. <laughs> He looks so ashamed that I make better dad jokes than he does. <laughs> Woody's shaking his head. You're being outdone with uh, the the bad PKN jokes I'm this week. I'm not proud. Yeah, they all complained no. that the joke this week was good. I'll step it down. What was the joke this week? Uh, I'm sure it wasn't appropriate for you. I go to high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kyle, do you remember it this week? Pardon me? The joke from this week's PKN? Yeah. <clears throat> um, it was about the legless armless man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember oh. now. You want to okay. go ahead and tell it? Yeah. What's that? Go ahead and tell it. I don't know it. I'd like to hear. Okay, there is a woman and she is divorced. And um, her husband beat her and then he ran out on her. And she's looking for a new man now. One who won't beat her and one who won't run out of her. And who is amazing in bed? So, um, how is that relevant? It you'll yes. see. Always relevant. So, Stop. uh, what are you doing? This, this, this guy comes up to the front door and rings the doorbell, and she opens the door and she sees that he has no arms and no legs. And she, she's like, What? No, I think you've got that. She, she doesn't even want to give him a chance. And he says, Look, hear me out. I have no arms, so I'm not going to beat you. I have no legs, so I'm not going to run out on you. And she goes, well, what assurance can you give me that you're good in bed? And he says, hey, I rang the doorbell, didn't I? And that's the joke. Oh, it was his dick. Thank you. I didn't get that the first time. Everybody didn't. I know it. I guarantee it. You're all out there like, yeah, no shit, Kyle. 30% of you didn't get that. Yeah, right. There's a couple people who are like, you <laughs> okay, know what? The joke isn't funny it. if you have to explain it. To 70% of the people, it was funny. Yeah, I thought it was ridiculous. 30% of our audience is from Canada. We got to slow Yeah, you, you got to get extra <laughs> slow. Pretend they live in a... Hey? They've got syrup heads. How do you ring the doorbell? Hey, I still don't get it. <laughs> That's not <laughs> a bad Canadian accent. I like it. All right, hope on that. Unless you have an amazing fair story that you think will enthrall our audience, I think it is time. Um, time for bed. Please, it's ten. Come on. I'm gonna bend over. <laughs> time for bed half an hour ago. You you can't really be talking because you are usually up when I wake up for school in the morning because you haven't gone to bed. I wouldn't say usually, but that's happened. Anyway, do you have an amazing fair story? I'm gonna have to go with no other than. My friend kept making up like country song lyrics about how pretty the fair lights were. So that was really annoying. It's just. All right, we're taking the mic. Bye. Hey, hey, you and me, civilization. <laughs> Bring it anytime. <laughs> OFPS Kyle O. All right. What? Civilization 5. I, I, I'll play anytime. It's OFPS Kyle O. Well, he's got my, my Steam ID. Get, get on there. Add me. I'll play you. I want to play. Well, you'd have to find. I'd have to find time. I barely have enough time to sleep. I, I've, 
Hey, I'm not saying tonight or this week. Just whenever you get some free time, I'll make some free He's time. He's calling I'll you out, play. and you are dodging. You know what? You bring shame upon our family. I'm dodging. down. There you go. All right. There you go. <laughs> Kick butt. All right. All right. I wonder, I wonder if we could make a Yay. wager on this beforehand. <laughs> and if I win, Woody has to do something. And... <laughs> Want some candy, little boy? No, I'm good, thanks. All right, you can go. She's leaving, like, convincing me. Hey, I'm funny. Yes. <laughs> hey, that was good there. That was a good segment. <laughs> I, I crushed it. She was good. I, love, I, I like her. She's always fun to have on. That's actually um, the first time I've talked to your daughter. She, she's really cool. Yeah. She, she is pretty cool. Um... What was I gonna say? She's pretty cool. Oh, it's interesting. She's older now. Like she'll say things sometimes that are clever. She'll have insight. She'll, uh, I don't know. She, she's like you can count on like ten year olds to be consistently stupid, but that is not true with fifteen year olds. You know, every every now and then, a, you know, have a little gym. Yep, yep. It's like, oh, look at you. You're awakening. Stop working in there. Yep. Awakening. Yeah, I think she uh, she may very well beat me in Civ, but but I do want to play her to to just see because I would, never. I, I think she would have been favored against the Kyle of, I don't know, before we started hundred hours last time. Certainly before we started playing, but even like remember when she came in and she was there at the end of the show and yeah, and, and we were like I think you and I were just figuring out delegate victories because it's new to Civ five. And yeah, she's like, I had oh yeah, delegate victories. That's my jam. Have you call, considered bribing this or that or whatever? And I was like, damn, you know, she's a player, and uh, um, I think she would have beaten you then. I don't know how much you've gotten better since then. I don't think I she's think played I'm much. Pretty good. I think I've gotten good at getting my army together and um, and getting a bunch, getting a few allies, and hmm. I've gotten better. I can I can kick the game's ass on King on a regular basis, but like. Above that, it just take it takes a really long time. So I've got like I've got Emperor game files that are you know three or four hours in. I just have to get bet that I'm way ahead in. I guess I'm gonna win. Hmm. Well, if you guys are actually pretty equal in skill, you should actually play and have a wager on it. I, I think of a so. good thing to do. I think Woody should. Yeah. Play, should, should what would you like line. to put up? Um, what should it what should it be? Should it be a dollar amount? Uh, should it be some sort of like um, belonging of mine? Like, like I, I don't know. What, 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 I think it should be an act of some sort. Like I don't know. In the month that the game within thirty days of the game happening, loser visits the winner. Something like that. So if but I win also daughter, something gross or painful. So if I win, your daughter's gonna come hang out with me. She's not. I'll have to come through with the bet. No, like if you win, I go there. If, if she I wins, you come ask. here. I was. I, 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 I just. No, my daughter's I, not I, hanging out with you. You fuck face <laughs> perv. <laughs> so let's see. I don't think wants his daughter. What does he divide by <laughs> half and add seven? She does not qualify. She's fifteen. So you're twenty-eight. So red right now. That'd be twenty-one. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't no. 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 Twenty-one uh, and up for you. Divide by half. I add was seven. Just asking. I didn't understand what you were I'm saying. Just telling you. Understand. Twenty-one and up. I, I was just asking what you meant. Although, I, what I, would the math I, I be? To on... clarify, if for nothing else, for the fans. 
What would the well, math be if you were that? wondering, yeah. Kyle, this isn't a Game of Thrones style wager of like one night with my daughter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just thinking. So, like, so she's thirteen years younger than you. At what point would she be within your dating range if you follow the divide by half? Are and you add making seven redemption right now? Are you insane? <laughs> we are not having this conversation. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm 23, so we're getting close. It's just a math equation. Um, <laughs> ah. This close. This I, close. I, I don't, I'm sure I could solve it with algebra, but by trial and error, <laughs> plugging in numbers, if you're 40 and you divide by half and add seven, that'd be 27. Mm-hmm. And she would be, what, what is she, 13 years behind you? Yeah, I'm, that's it. Yeah. I hit it first try. So when you're 40, then we'll talk. We'll talk? Like the three of us? <laughs> we'll never talk. But I don't we'll know. Taylor what, you'll be, be long gone. Will Taylor be there too? Will that so PKA seven forty then. All right. <laughs> PKA one thousand. The, the Kyle ass out hope episode. I'm all gray around the sides and stuff. She's married. Yeah, PKA seven forty. Probably. It's the hundred episode reunion of Woody's death by Alzheimer's. We have a clip show. <laughs> uh, wow. Oh well, that was dark. I Woody took it there. I, I just didn't understand his wager. No, it was, it was good dark. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. has uh, Wings made a video yet? I know he uploaded the one about Brooke. Has he made one? Oh, I liked uh, that. I actually watched it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah. He didn't make it. Um, somebody, I guess a bunch of PKA fans, or I, I should say Wings fans, said, get well soon, Brooke, and put it into like a compilation. And then gave him the video, and he uploaded it to his channel. So the, Wings doesn't appear in the video. It's just uh, a bunch of people saying, get well soon, Brooke, which was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. I didn't read the comments because I didn't want it to be ruined. But <laughs> it was probably pretty nice. I bet the comments were nice. Uh, you, you know, it's Wings' superpower. It, it just show some vulnerability show some happiness and and everyone lines up behind him. I That's um his gift. Yeah, my I found doing. Is it doing what how many views does it have? I think it's only a day old Mercable now. Want me to look it up for you? I don't know, I'm looking it up now. I found this rival. Um I honestly forgot that I own it. It's a it's a rim 700 308. Uh, mm -hmm. With a threaded barrel, which which I'm pretty excited about because I've got the silencers. I'm looking for a chassis to put it in, though. Something to make it look cooler. Like, instead of just the regular old stock, like, something funky. That'll make it like a bullpup or, I don't know, something weird. There's a lot of them like that. It has 25,000 views. And uh, I would argue that the comments, I've only seen the top ones, they're pretty positive so far. Oh wait, I hit play on it. Um, I don't think I even saw more than one video with uh, Bastard Brook in it. The comments are mostly positive. No, look, I'm looking. It's, it's, there's some like "Who is Brook?" and "Sorry about Brook," but there were some others that were like, "Hey, you know, you need to stop drinking because that, that's why Brook is dying. He's he was an alcoholic." Or, I, maybe that I shouldn't use that word. But he, he drank so much he got cirrhosis of the liver and now he's dying and 
I'd say he's an alcoholic. I I, it's, I don't know. People is that politically incorrect for well, someone yeah, who drinks cool. himself to, to death that you can't call him an alcoholic? He's an uh, alcoholic. That's not uh, a he prefers uh, alcohol-dependent. Alcohol <laughs> yeah, definitely an alcoholic. That's like a telltale sign. Uh, you drank so much that your liver like is no longer functional. Yeah, like that yeah, I don't sucks. Think it's That's awful. But he's there's, an alcoholic. There's you know why do you give up on everything? And I'm sure he accepted that a while ago. There's a little negative, but it, I would say it's like eighty percent positive. Is it, is it too late? Is what too late? Like, is it too late for him to actually get back on track at all? Like, well, I'm not a doctor, but the doctors told him that uh, he, pro he he checked into the hospital and they didn't expect him to leave. So, oh. Um, That's they really actually, sad. yeah, and this news came like, I want to say a month and a half, two months ago, I'm just estimating that, uh, that <sighs> he was, they, they saw this coming. Yeah. 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 It, yeah he, they've been mentioning that for a while. It's, it's been, an, yeah, I guess it didn't pop up out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. So, um, sad. Yeah, that's rough. Um, so I saw Brett Baer from Fox News do a thing about Ebola. Uh, have it, did either of you see it? I did no. not. Oh, I, I missed my daily dose of Fox News. How will I? Please. Could we watch it, do you think? <laughs> uh, maybe. Do you have a link? I will get one immediately. Oh, and <laughs> I really want to watch my video too. I have I I mentioned it before the show started, but I didn't want to give any hints on it. But uh, I I think it's good stuff. So what can you give a little bit of a setup for this, Kyle? Like what's uh, what is it? Uh, it's actually Shepard Smith. So it's Shepard Smith like um, giving his thoughts on Ebola and the whole like Ebola um, outbreak uh, mania and all that stuff. And he it's actually pretty sensible. If you don't follow Fox News, I'm, I'm it's actually sensible was the word I had in my head. Shep it's is the most like... sensible of the Fox News anchors. Like he's the one who's not like stupid crazy like Hannity or Glenn Beck or whatever. So, are you guys ready to hit play? I'm queued up at zero. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm ready. You mentioned Hannity and Beck. That's never mind. <laughs> ready, set, play. I haven't even gotten the link. Oh, okay. All right, but I got the. I it's it, in the chat. Yeah, I put it in the chat. I, I'm sorry. I thought you'd gotten it. You see it now? Did the stock market drop again today? Oh, this is from in, yesterday. In the top left, if you click the chat button, yeah, it still hasn't, still hasn't showed up for me. All right, I'll, here, here's another. It's flat. And I'm, I'm like hearing myself. Did you get it that time? I think he might be having internet issues. Oh, God damn it. Can you hear us, Murka? Murka. Murka, if you can hear us, touch your nose. I can hear you, but oh. like I... <laughs> you were totally ignoring me then. <laughs> like tweet you this We hear you. Everything seems fine. No, I, I can hear you. I can hear you. Here it is. Jesus. With the machine gun Yeah, it's approach. saying like you're experiencing internet issues. Oh... Uh. <clears throat> All right, I'm getting it open right now. All right, I'm at zero. All right. Ready, set, play. Together now. 
For the next few minutes, I'm going to give you the facts on Ebola. It'll take just three minutes. But first, today, given what we know, you should have no concerns about Ebola at all. None, I promise. Unless a medical professional has contacted you personally and told you of some sort of possible exposure, fear not. Do not listen to the hysterical voices on the radio and the television or read the fear-provoking words online. The people who say and write hysterical things are being very irresponsible. Here are the facts. A man contracted Ebola overseas. Tragically, he was dying in a Texas hospital. He was at his most contagious while showing the most severe symptoms. That's how Ebola works. And a healthcare worker at the hospital got the virus from him. She is doing well, she says, Skyping with her family from isolation just yesterday, saying she's blessed to have so much support and such great medical care. The CDC director told us, all of us, yesterday that he did indeed expect other health care workers at that hospital who treated that one dying patient to contract the virus. And that's now happened. Another health care worker at that same hospital now has Ebola. They tell us they're transferring her to Emory University Hospital in Atlanta. Now, before she showed symptoms, she flew from Cleveland to Dallas on Frontier Airlines. They say she should not have done that, but she did. But as we all now know, if you don't show symptoms, you are not contagious. She did not show symptoms, according to the doctors. Still, medical professionals are contacting everyone who was on that plane to make sure each person is okay. The CDC director says chances are very slim that any of those passengers is sick. Now, big picture, and this is important. You have to remember that in the middle of all of this, you have to remember that there is politics in the mix. With midterm elections coming, the party in charge needs to appear to be effectively leading. The party out of power needs to show that there is a lack of leadership. So the president has canceled a fundraising trip and is holding meetings and his political opponents are accusing his administration of poor leadership. For the purpose of this fact dissemination exercise, those matters are immaterial. Again, these are the facts. Fact dissemination exercise. I know, right? In the United States. I like no. it. Wow. We do have two health This is really well said and cogent. From a dying man. Yeah. They are isolated. There is no information to suggest that the virus has spread to anyone in the general population in America. Not one person in the general population in the United States. I'm going to win a bet. Suggestions have been made publicly. Not yet. I got 10 more days. Medical professionals uh, are lying 15. to us. Nah. 15 days for a death or without basis 10 people. No, eight more there to get infected. There is no evidence of any kind of which we at Fox Yeah, there's a guy who's got it right now. That leaders have lied about anything regarding Ebola. Two people have it right now. One of them's doing well. The other one may not be. That being afraid at all no way, you're not going to win this bet. Possible. Being petrified, and that's a quote, is ridiculous. The panic that has tanked the stock market and left people feel fearful that their children will get sick at school is counterproductive and lacks basis in so last part it's reason. not tanking because of Ebola. There is no Ebola spreading in America. Should that change, our reporting will change. But there is nothing to indicate that it will. Best advice for you and your family at this moment, get a flu shot. Unlike Ebola, flu <laughs> is easily transmitted. Flu, along with resulting pneumonia, killed 52,000 Americans last year alone. A flu shot will reduce your chance flu of getting flu. Flu killed 52,000 Americans so last year. It's ridiculous. We're going to a team of Fox News correspondents. But it's probably all old people. Looking different angles of the probably. situation. 
Beginning the kids, with maybe. Alicia Cunha, who's outside the hospital in Dallas. Alicia, what do we know? All right, about so I just thought that was pretty cool. I thought he put that really well, and um, he, he said it all, and he said it really well. I, I know that. how to yeah, cure Ebola. Really <clears throat> I've got a trick. If you want to cure Ebola, all you need to do is inflict, infect a blonde girl. They, that America will pull out all the stops if a blonde girl gets Ebola. There's, they'll make a new cure if there is an effective cure right now. All you got to do is infect a blonde chick, and they will they will move heaven and earth until uh, until yeah, Ebola if, is if fine. If six white women get it, it'll be cured by the weekend. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. It, it, yeah, it's, exactly. I'm agreeing. And the exactly. cure will taste good. I'm I'm sorry, fifteen hundred Africans. Flavored. <laughs> yeah, no, pumpkin flavored Ebola cure by by Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> They'll put it in the spice latte. <laughs> yeah, everything will be fine. You know how they do flu shots at pharmacies? They'll be doing Ebola yeah. Ebola uh, mixers at Starbucks. Ebola corn candies. If you hand them out to kids on Halloween, stay safe. That's yeah. how cheap it is when white women get sick. <laughs> I apologize, 1,500 Africans. You're not blonde at all. <laughs> but yeah. if a blonde American woman hopefully gets it, then uh, then um, they'll they'll fix it in no time. We're all set. Yep. Most likely, that's true. I just I, I didn't even know. Like I've been talking to people about the Ebola thing, and I didn't even know people were actually really legitimate. But I thought. Go! Oh, we heard about Ebola. Yeah, that's weird that that's still around. You know, like it's—I've never heard people like, "Oh, Jesus!" Like pouring hand sanitizer and throwing it in their face, trying to stay safe. And it's only transmitted <laughs> to business. You, you, so you, you broke dangerous. up. You weren't sure people were what legitimately scared or legitimately getting it, or I didn't hear what you said. Legitimately scared. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't. I thought most people kind of understood. Like, wow, that's crazy that this is happening right now because it's 2014 but also we're kind of safe from this unless something catastrophic happens me too i'm on your side with that and always was i i i'm shocked that there anyone is actually concerned that it could be a thing uh ebola for me is a is a punchline you know in, in this country anyway it's 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 not going to cause any trouble here yeah the only thing i disagree with the shepherd smith guy on is uh when he's like oh get a flu shot 52,000 people die every year. It's like, yeah, that's true, but like the whole reason Ebola is scary is because it kills you in like two days, and you can be like the healthiest young buck in the world, and you're still fucked. Like the flu, if you're a young, decent, just relatively healthy person, you're fine for the most part. It's killing like the old firm. They, they sort of uh, intimated that um, uh, one of the guys who'd survived, they were like, you know, he was a young, healthy guy, and that was part of why he, he, was, he, he did so well. It, Fifty percent, only fifty percent mortality rate uh, with Ebola, and that's across the board, and and that's including you know Western African medical care. It's it's terrible that that guy died in Texas, but I think he was a real outlier. I think that if you if you say infected forty random people who are aged twenty to thirty five. I bet only four or five would die out of forty. I bet I, I bet we could knock it down to twenty. Well, Maybe more than yeah. that. I bet we can knock it down to twenty percent mortality, though. Like I feel yeah. like healthier people with the best case uh, medical care here in the U.S. In, at Emory, I suppose. Uh, with, and people who get health care soon, right? You know, yeah. that guy maybe if it kills you in two days, like Taylor said, and I'm not really sure. Then maybe he was a day and a half in, and he was tough to pull back. 
I was I was I was hearing them talk about some treatment where they. Um, it seemed like kidney dialysis. They were they were filtering the blood and um, and doing something to filter the virus out or change how the virus or prevent the virus from mutating or something like that or, or replicating, I should say. Oh, so yeah. like there's some, and I doubt they're doing that in Africa. Like like, I, I really do. I doubt they have that machine that they're using in Atlanta to like filter somebody's blood out. It, it's definitely not a dialysis. You want to cure Ebola? Affect some Americans. They'll get that shit fixed. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I was wrong. It's six to sixteen days. Okay. I think there's a window where, like, you. Um, I think for for up to twenty one days, it can. Um, I don't know what the word is, but hibernate inside your body uh, before you start showing symptoms. So you could, I don't know, lick my forehead today, and it'll be three weeks from now before you start getting cold chills and realize you're infected. But then they said, I guess that you can't transmit it unless you're showing symptoms. It really doesn't seem like a, a, the kind of thing that would like go wild and like uh, you know run across America. We're all so germophobic already. Like, yeah, you know, uh, like things. Unless we change the national greeting to just touching each other's faces, yeah, we're gonna be fine. It's like, yeah. Hey, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> oh, the t- becomes our greeting. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a quick uh, eyebrow raise, as is tradition. Like, there's just, there's just no way. Just, like, lick your finger and touch an eyeball. That's just yeah, what just, we do. Just, just, uh, rub, rub your eyes. Rub yeah. other people's eyes. <laughs> like, you know. I mean, you're, you're, surely no one who's showing Ebola symptoms is having <laughs> I might have sex if I had Ebola. Not if I knew it was Ebola, but you know, if I was just really fucking sick. I'm just <laughs> That's awful. Hey, <laughs> I think I won the wing sister pregnancy bet by now. That's over. I want I, I want to see a, a pregnancy test. Produce one. Uh well, I can I can do the next best thing. I think that it ended like 3 months ago. Give me a fresh picture of uh, Wing's sister. Yeah, yeah, something like that. She, she might have a bump. You never know. Then you'll be paying up. I would be. I would be. I don't even remember what side I took on this. Her paid her half the money to get a fake baby bump and take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> that far? That'd be great. Uh, so our movie, um, oh, what, what have we watched this week? What Have, have we watched anything since uh, we, we discussed The Dark Knight, but I don't want to... We did, did we? I'm a little confused. Did we discuss watching The Dark Knight on PKA or PKN? N. Ah, would you like to discuss it here and now? Yeah, I think we can run it over real quick. It, it's... So the, the movie we watched was the animated um, Dark Knight Returns, um, and there's two parts to it. So we watched like the deluxe Blu-ray edition or something, and it's both parts. So it's a... Uh, it's an old Batman who's been retired for 10 or 15 years coming out of retirement to fight these mutants that are in Gotham City. And then that's the first part. And then in the second part, um, the universe kind of expands The universe uh, kind of expands a bit more to the other DC characters, and, you, and Superman becomes involved. And there's a scenario in which um, Ronald Reagan orders Superman to, to tell um, Batman to either stop what he's doing or kill him. And so that initiates a confrontation, a confrontation between Batman and Superman, and it's really epic. And it's I really enjoyed it. I had seen it before, but it had been about two years, I think, since I had seen it. And I wasn't sure how you guys would like it, but 
uh, Chiz and uh, Wings enjoyed it, I think. Uh, you just called me Wings. In that Wings watched it? Nope. Woody. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah, I, really I haven't like seen it. it. Would you recommend it? Pretty good? Yes, yeah. it's long. Like it's two and a half hours to watch both parts, but um, it's really good. And and like there were lots of subtle things in the animation. Somehow Batman felt like an old athletic guy, like he's supposed to. And in the animated thing, he's really a heavyweight boxer type guy. Like, and Kyle said it well. We we made comments during the movie. He's like he's he's a heavyweight boxer, and he'd have to be. He's not a super super powered guy, right? Not traditional superpowers anyway. Mm-hmm. So. If he's going to knock people out with one punch, he can't look like, you know, Michael Keaton. You know, Michael Keaton, I love him as an actor. Yeah. He's fantastic. But let's not pretend that he's, uh, you know, His hands just aren't big Michael Keaton's hands literally aren't big enough to be Batman. Like, like Batman should be six foot four, 250 pounds, and he should muscle. be a bruiser. Yeah, his yeah. chest should be big and thick, and his arms should be long and powerful. And when he hits somebody, it should break their fucking jaw. And that's how, because he's got to beat up five guys at once. He can't be, you know, like jumping on a guy and submitting him, putting him into a, to an arm bar. The other four guys are just gonna stomp him to death. He's got to punch this guy and break his jaw, knock him unconscious. He's got to snap arms like they're twigs because he's so powerful, and he does. And and that's the Batman of this movie. It's awesome. It's really awesome. And uh, my, but one it, of my favorite, my favorite part was when he was fighting like the big giant mutant boss, in this mud pit. And uh, at some point he was he was like, "You don't understand, son. This ain't a mud pit. This is an operating table. And I'm the doctor." <laughs> and he starts fucking taking. He, he he like puts him in a <laughs> in an arm bar, breaks his arm, and he puts him in a knee bar and breaks his knee. And he'd already like paralyzed his left arm with some sort of kung fu like nerve ending punch. So like the guy is just screaming, laying in the mud while Batman breaks his limbs. It's great. It it was my favorite part was earlier in the show when he was like one of his first couple scenes fighting the um mutants and just the way he moved and the the animation like he had this physical like athlete thing but like his his waist was as big as his chest he wasn't like a super v-cut traditional guy he was an older filled out gray-haired batman who still had it just not as much of it and it was really well done they they did a super job yeah i really liked it um it's called the dark knight returns yeah i think so Uh, i don't know kyle told me um and i I was i was thinking for the next one uh, Quigley Down Under. Can we do that? Yeah, I'm down. Quigley Down Under. What yeah, is that? It's it's the Tom Selleck movie where um, basically the premise is that an Australian um, ranch owner, he owns a massive ranch in Australia, he puts out a bid for the best long-range marksman in the world. He's going to hire him to shoot wolves. And so Matthew Quigley is the best. It's post-Civil War West. Uh, he comes from there. And for his resume, he just sent back like a piece of paper. And I probably got this a little bit wrong, but it's like three bullet holes right next to each other, and it says a thousand yards on top. That was his resume. <laughs> so they, so they, they, they boat him to Australia, which back then, I don't know, took a month or something like that. And uh, he gets there, and um, it turns out they didn't want him to shoot wolves. They wanted to shoot aborigines. And so then the the story kind of goes from there, and it, it's it's sort of a classic good guy versus bad guy. But your good guy is 
is Matthew Quigley, this Wild West uh, long-range super sniper uh, with his like custom sharps rifle and his Tom, you know, his super mustache because it's Tom Selleck. Yeah, Tom yeah, Selleck, yeah. nice. Yeah, and there's a there's a girl, there's a woman in it, and you know, you, it's 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 a good movie. I, I, Chiz keeps keeps, keeps uh, poo pooing it, you know, it's talking about its Rotten Tomatoes rating is low, and it is. It's like 65 percent or something like that. That's not too low. I really like this movie. It might be lower. I, I that was the number in my head. Um, oh, I got a new phone case. I showed Woody earlier, but if it ain't easy. Nice. My new iPhone that. six is in the mail. We went and we Ooh. ordered it, and uh, we actually all got them. Jackie, Hope, and I. And Hope and I's are in the mail, and Jackie's is still waiting to be shipped. Nice. So I it said Tuesday, I think. So I'll get it then. Um. What was I just talking about? I lost my train of thought. Movie night. Oh, so Colin doesn't get one. He doesn't. He um actually <sighs> Hope didn't have one when she was eleven either. But I don't know. Even when he's twelve, <laughs> I'm sorry, Kyle. Am I breaking your stride? Even when he's twelve, no, he's... no, 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 totally not. I was literally cracking my neck and it hurt. Oh, okay. He um he's homeschooled Colin, and I and he he's always with us. Hope got a phone. So that we could like, oh, I forget about that. You know, communicate and so like, like she went off to school and she would do like after school activities, and we'd be like, you know, come to the car. How much longer will you be, or do you need to stay somewhere? She'd be away at friends' house a lot. Colin's with us so much. Like, who would he call? He yeah. does have a um an iPod Touch, which is kind of you know his device. Yeah, that's what I meant for just to like play stuff on. Yeah, it would be fun to do that for anyone. Uh, he uses like there's a family app, iPad, and then there's an iPod Touch. And he uses those. Hmm. So nice. Yeah. So yeah, I've already got Quigley down under t- uh, t- um, bought, bought and paid for, and I'm ready to watch. <laughs> 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 You're excited for Quigley down under. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it sounds like a children's down show. Under. Where where did you buy it? Amazon Prime. I'll Instant. check. Oh, how what? much is it on Amazon Prime? Three ninety nine. It's three ninety nine on Amazon Prime, huh? That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out too. Well, if you want the HD version, it is. Um, I'm not gonna not watch Tom Selleck in HD, Kyle. Uh, damn right. You bet. You want to see that stash in high definition? I want to see every fiber of it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that. Also, I uh, <laughs> actually. Wait, what'd you say it was? Three ninety nine. Yeah, it's two ninety nine to rent it, and it is on there on Amazon in standard, Prime. In standard def. Uh, let me see if you're right. You might be right. Standard def is for poor people, Woody. He's right. It's three ninety nine. Wow. Is there a chance? No, he didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but for a second, you had me going. I... Of course, I. Of course, I did. So they um. Oh, Borderlands, the prequel. Yes. I've got that, I've got that installed, locked and loaded. Um, that's our next PK plays for show. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm good to play anytime, Mr. Woody. I know Chiz has it as well. I've never played one of these games. Don't know what I'm doing, but it looks like I'm going to shoot stuff with machine guns, and I enjoy that. The next one I'm going to upload is ever? probably the mini games on Woodycraft. We haven't recorded already. We haven't recorded Borderlands yet. But Borderlands might go on for a while. We'll have to figure out if we just edit together. Like, I would be cool with that. Funny moments, or if I do long form <laughs> videos. 
I think it's a game that I'll be good at too, which is rare. <laughs> it's, uh, that's I, the kind of game I think yeah. I'll excel at. I'm jumping around and shooting stuff, right? Like it doesn't seem like I have to have to have to have pinpoint accuracy because I'm shooting big monsters often, right? I think you'll be instantly good if you play with the controller. I think you'll be instantly very good if you play with the controller, and you'll be eventually good if you play with the mouse and keyboard, which I'd recommend. I've been playing a lot of. Um, oh, are you guys got, playing I've, it on board, on PC? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Master race. Master race. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I loved seeing like I, that article. Like, was it Dragon Age that was going to be 900p on Xbox One, 1080p on um, uh, PlayStation, PS4, and of course in 4K up to 4K resolution for the PC. <laughs> Who's the Ubisoft? Are the people who keep crippling their game? For PC, everyone's mad at them. Uh, to make it more cinematic, please. <laughs> Doesn't everyone know that 30 FPS is more cinematic? Cinematic. That's the only word they've got. They 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 spit it out like it's supposed to mean something. What Did they really fuck? say that? Yeah, yeah, they say that. They're saying and that. there's this barrage of like gifs that demonstrate in unison 30 FPS versus 60 FPS. And some some of them are really well done. So it'll it'll like um it'll show you a, an FPS counter, and they'll alter the uh, FPS to show you the smoothness. And um, I don't remember what game they were playing, but it was um, um some F, F uh, modern FPS. But like you could see when it dips down to thirty, it looks like shit, and just the lower you go, the shittier it looks. I mean, anybody with any common sense who's ever played a PC game knows that. Like I I've got a mod for Skyrim that that always has um my little FPS counter on it, and I can see a, when this thing's running at, at 60 plus frames per second, it looks great, but when it drops down to 45, I start noticing, and when it gets to 30, I'm not enjoying it anymore. This isn't even a PC gaming thing anymore. I, I you know, console gamers get 60 frames per second, too. Like, they, if, if it's not in 60 frames per second, this is just a gamer thing. 60 frames per second is the new minimum. Bam. If you can't hit that, you're doing it wrong. Um, I personally... I mean, I played with overclocked monitors. I, my last monitor, I don't use it at the moment, ran at 120 megahertz. I've played at 120 frames per second, and I I don't see the difference between that and 60 anywhere really? near like I do between 60 and 30. What am I seeing? Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. What am I seeing? Like, I've seen those, um, like, COD 4 frag movies on YouTube, and they seem to be in, in such insanely high frame rate that it's clearly like I'm seeing something more than 60 or 90. Like they're running like two like 200, 300 frames per second sometimes. And you can see that. I, I know you can. It just looks smooth. It looks if, real. If they put it in slow-mo, maybe you get the equivalent of that. But your monitor mm -hmm. only does 60 frames per second. So that's all you're seeing. They're d I know. It's different. It's smoother. It's... It, 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 there's a thing happening on PC, and 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 I we you know, when I watch COD videos, which I don't do much anymore, but when I watch COD videos, I instantly detect whether they're playing on a console or PC. They just move different, you know. The oh, yeah. the they tend to run angled more often or something. I don't know. The the they, they just Oftentimes, flow different. The weapons will even look different. Like you, as you're running, and you'll you'll be able to see more of your shoulder. You're like, hey, I never saw that part of my elbow before on console. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's something happening there that. The animation's a little different, and the um, uh, and the way that the players play, they, they aim differently. You know, the, the mechanic, of course, is different without the uh, aim assist, but the uh, um, but even different. Like they just they zap on target a little faster on with a mouse than you can with a controller. It's harder with a controller. Right back, I think it'll blow my nose. Okay. Uh, 
when he comes back, I want to watch my video. I'm going to mystery What's your video? Uh, I'll get you the name of it. Sarah, Sarah X does Mozart's. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Ein Klein Notch Music. There you go. You can queue up at zero if you like. Yeah, there it is. How would you pronounce uh, is this? Is it the Sarah does Sarah X does Mozart's Ein Klein Notch Music? Well done. Like... I like it. I don't know. It sounds. Uh, German -ish. I didn't realize it was this popular with 12 million views. I think that other people will have seen this before We'll see Oh, this is a really short video Yeah, but it's Don't watch it. You're not watching it. Are you? Oh, this is old. Are you watching? No, this? I'm not. I paused it It's old. No, I paused it's it four days old unless it's unless you see something. I don't Wow, no, I mean like uh, the 1936 performance is old. I did not notice it was uploaded four days ago I see. I see. Uh, Kyle, I, if he's going to come back, you think, oh, all right, let's play a game. What will he return with? Is he going to have food? Is he going to have gone to the bathroom? He said blow his nose. He'll probably be like hurriedly chewing and swallowing something because he doesn't want us to give him shit about bringing food again. Or he'll get Pop Rocks or apples or uh, Doritos or some <laughs> other podcast unfriendly food. <laughs> Slurpee that's almost empty. Uh, <laughs> just all that shit. <laughs> Crunch bars. Uh, uh, I can't <laughs> add to that. that. Your list is so good. Yeah, God fucking forbid you have a banana on the podcast <laughs> when we're recording it. I shouldn't or be some throwing stones. <laughs> Jackie, not Jackie, Hope brought me hard candy. Ooh. But. Yeah, that... Uh, I hate, because I can tell on some of the podcasts and radio shows that I listen to, when the people that I'm listening to have, like, hard candy in their mouth, and it's just, like, the clicking against their teeth. And that has to be my number one pet peeve in the history of the world. I'm so is hard sorry, candy Mirka, clicking and on all people. his followers. <laughs> just, oh. Wow. Reprehensible. <sighs> and I didn't eat... <laughs> Now I'm just trying to make you feel awful, but well <laughs> that is annoying. <laughs> uh, so, Are you even eating it right now? My, my internet is so bad, I didn't even notice that you were clicking. Well, with at least one person, I'm getting away with it. <laughs> uh, I think he'll come back he'll... with something to eat. I think he'll come back with something to eat or drink. I'll, I'll take the two. He will have it with him when he returns. Because the blow your nose time has come and gone, right? It doesn't take that long yeah. to blow your nose. It does um, not. Unless he goes outside to do it, which seems unlikely. Well, I got a Choco Taco, too. Aha, I told you he brought uh, something in his hand. Yes. All right, Kyle, there's a link in the uh, chat. Cue up you mean zero. you got a hard tortilla, a frozen hard tortilla to eat into the mic? <laughs> I can hear him unwrapping it. I've got to unwrap it. Of course, that's going to be loud. But once we get there, I think we're home free, right? Like, this thing is just, look at that, it's a Choco Taco. Are you ready for this uh, video, Kyle? Queued up at zero. Oh, oh those are well so done. good. Merck, are you ready? Yes, I am. Ready, set, play. Sarah performs Mozart's Anklang Nox music. That's how I read it, too. 
Alright. We have a woman. <clears throat> oh, I thought the video was going to be from 1936. The symphony's warming up. She's uh, She just took her summer scarf off. Now she's taking her... Wow. <laughs> so now oh, she's in a bikini top a and she has giant boobs. <laughs> and she's moving her tits in perfect unison to the song. She's practiced it's this quite a bit. This is really impressive. I never met a woman who could do that with their boobs before. Especially not ones that weigh as much as a those are big know, baby calf. Those I'm are gigantic. To see if it's fake somehow. No, it's it's not. There's fake. no guy with a string above her with a, you know tied to her nips. That's pretty That's much what, what the description says. The description says, "No, this isn't fake, but my boobs are. No strings attached, just plenty of silicone." Wow. That was my video. That was, that was wow. Okay, this, I can see why this video has 12 million views in four <laughs> days. I thought that this Mozart's Einklein Nacht music, whatever, I thought it was going to be, because it says in the description, 1936 performance, and that's the only thing I read in the sentence. I thought it was going to be some old school song. This was much better than the video I thought you picked, Woody. Well done. <laughs> well, thanks. Great video. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite yeah, about Top notch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that a like. Well, oh, a like from the great Merca. That could get her more views. Yes, dozens more. <laughs> <laughs> Have you made any videos lately? No. No? Oh. No. No, maybe someday. If I do, it'll just be back to, like, no video game content, just ranting about things. I'd like to see you drag out some... that You could download it from your channel... And then just use that same fucking game of Nazi zombies on Nuketown again. Just like, <laughs> here I am. Don't do that. Please I, don't do that. I'd that, watch you do it. My new footage is I use the same old zombie video. <laughs> it would be great. And, and, <laughs> and sometimes, like, in the old zombie video, he only got to, like, round six. Like, I, I suspect yeah. that's as far as you wanted to make it. That or... Yep. It just didn't work out. I don't know. But you're like, all right, I'm going to play this game for 10 minutes, and I've got 10 minutes worth of footage. Bingo. Yeah. What is, what well, I would record my audio first, and then I would, and I had no plan for how long I would talk ever. And I'd be like, hmm, 7 minutes and 58 seconds. And then I'd turn on my recorder and play zombies for like 8 minutes and 3 seconds to make sure I got it. And then it was done. And you have to understand it's zombies, right? So, like, for people, if you haven't played Nazi Zombies, the first 10 minutes starts off with you, like, <laughs> single-shotting a pistol into zombies behind a wall. Oh, boring. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> for everyone. And honestly, like, I used to do it where, like, I would play a huge game and then only use it, and, like, I, you'd see footage of me getting to, like, 30, 40, 50 high mm -hmm. rounds. But then, like, this is towards the end where I, was, I just didn't give a fuck right. about zombies. I just didn't care. And so, like, people saw, like, probably 30 videos in a row of me getting to round seven <laughs> on Nuketown. <laughs> you can get and it wasn't different games. I'm not like, good at zombies. Game. I can. I think I might get to seven knife only. Nah, it might be too far for me. Oh, I can get no. to four knife only. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, and I could easily get to seven with a gun. Yeah. Man, I probably haven't played zombies in, like, eight months. 
I don't even know what, what Advanced Warfare is supposed to have. Like, like there was Spec Ops good. and then there was um, Extinction. I've never even played Extinction. Um, but, I mean, of course, they tracked as uh, uh, zombies every time. I don't know what Advanced Warfare will have. Extinction was all right. Yeah. Wait, so Advanced Warfare is made by who? <sighs> company? I don't even remember. The one that, that Dr disrespect guy works for what is it called hammer sledgehammer sledgehammer there is it sledgehammer that's making it um you know i think it is i'm gonna google it just so i get this right disrespect i forgot about that dude he was funny funny videos my sister liked dr disrespect like 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 she was like you know dr disrespect i'm like i'm like 30 40, 50 times bigger than Dr. Disrespect. No, Dr. Disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That guy wrote this she like manifesto hating on me. And it, it like, I mean, it's, it's really? arrogant to say this, but it leaked of jealousy. There was so much jealousy coming out of it. There was a wet spot under my monitor as I as I looked at it. it, it the guy was just like, "No one should like Woody. Woody's terrible. No one else should like his videos because I don't like his videos." And it, if you printed it, it would have been four pages long. And uh, and I had been nothing but like supportive and whatever. Uh, so now I don't think very highly of Doctor Disrespect. This Jeez. had to have been like four years ago or something, like a long time ago, right? Uh, yeah, it was my last interaction with him. It's, it's you know. It's, what did he not like you for? Um, I, I it was like the standard list of like nonsensical hate stuff. Like he's forty years old, and I don't think I was at the time. Uh, he's a pedo. Uh, he's uh, like he plays with children, like Kitty Diddler or something or all there. And it was just like now all fair points. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, like it wasn't. There was nothing. It was just sort of the standard list of things that my haters have said, and uh, um, that that's just straight up what he was. He was a hater because um, I don't know, because hmm. I never talked to him or anything. Like so, he just, I think he just envied my view count. I guess I don't know. I yeah. also he also hated on X Jaws a ton, which um, you know this is before X Jaws really did anything worth fussing about. He was just a 16-year-old who was making a lot of money, and Dr. Disrespect would hate on X-Jaws constantly. And he would have characters that were just designed to mock X-Jaws, you know, bling this, and I'm so rich, and check out my car. And it was like, dude, he's 16 years old. It cut him a little slack. And yeah. Dr. Disrespect is a full-fledged old guy, too. So, um, you know, I felt like he should have had a little more restraint. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's... That's my knock on him. I bet he looks back at his uh, jealous rants and you know attacks on X Jaws and stuff, and has uh, embarrassment about it. I bet you know the, the 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 in hindsight he realizes what an ass he was, or not. No, I think all of us stand by everything we've ever done on YouTube. Everything. <laughs> everything. Ah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I, I don't know. It was more than just a mistake. Like, you know, with me, it was like the, the handwritten thing that went for some time with uh, X Jaws. It was like characters and costumes and stuff. Like it was, it wasn't like something slipped. He made a a point of it. Like, like 
you know, that, that was his thing. He would just sit there and rip on other YouTubers. The Keemstar of his day. Mm. But mm, got a topic? <laughs> uh, what do we got? We breezed past Game of Thrones, but I, I guess no, the viewers no, don't no, like no, no. or listeners. Some of them actually really do enjoy Game of Thrones top. We had a decent amount of it, I thought. Love or hate? Uh, I, I, I can just never have enough. Putin is on the list to win a Nobel Peace Prize? Yeah, it's, it's about so time. But but like I was saying earlier, like I think it's more absurd that like Obama won one than that Putin is nominated for one. Obama like, has bombed more countries than any president since World War II, I think. It might be since Nam. But yeah, he's he's definitely the leading country bombing president we've had in quite some time now. And uh, if he wins a Nobel Peace Prize, yeah, maybe Putin needs to uh, drop some more bombs. Nominee. Yeah. Step I, up your game. How did that even happen initially? Him getting a Nobel Peace Prize. That's like it was before, I mean, like, I I kind of support the guy. Not in everything he does. I've got a lot of complaints, too. But even when he got it and he hadn't done anything ever wrong yet, he was just a brand new president, it was like, yeah. But he hadn't done anything right give for it peace. to him on potential. You know, like, let him do a thing. Let him create some peace. I bet the Nobel Prizes, the viewership had gone down. And they were like, I got it. We'll give the first black president the peace award. And they did that. Because they wouldn't have done it if it was just another frumpy white dude. They would not have. If it was a, a woman president, they probably would have done it too. Like, it just doesn't seem like there was any other reason to do it but to, like, draw attention to themselves I can't, in their little uh, awards. If it was another frumpy white guy, they really wouldn't have done it. No, it wouldn't have mattered if he went to Somalia and, and helped and held a little baby boy with Ebola. They would have been like, ow, whitey. But like, <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's what MSNBC would be saying. Yeah, they really did it just as like a publicity stunt, just because he's black. Like that's, that is the only reason I can think of. Can you think of anything else? If you take away the black thing, he's still a, a uniting figure. He's still a guy who filled football stadiums with his political campaigns. Other people aren't doing it. McCain was doing town halls while like Obama was renting out Broncos Stadium or what at Mile High yeah, Stadium. Yeah, but I'm talking in regard to the peace award. Like I, what I just, did he do? If you take away the black thing, he was still... Uh, a, a figure that generated political excitement like no one had since Kennedy. That's very true, but that doesn't make him like a Nobel Peace Prize winner. Did he make any peace? That's what he's asking. Okay, here. okay. He's better at war <laughs> than peace. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, clearly, it was a dumb idea. To, they need to give him the Nobel power. War Prize. He didn't make any peace. That's... He has some presidential accomplishments. He made some ground on health care. He, um, you know, he redid the tax code to some extent. He, um, you know, he, he ended the yeah. Iraq war. That's kind of a thing. Yeah, that's going great. Yeah, yeah there's some bumps in the road about that. Um, bumps in the road. Mm -hmm. it's, it's been a little it's rocky. It's <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> A little genocide. Yeah. A little genocide, that's all. Huh? Huh? Genocide doesn't sound as bad with an accent. Yeah, just a little bit. Gotta... I honestly don't even know that much about what Obama's done in office yeah. personally. Iraq got a touch of the genocide. 
They need a, they need a genocide shot from uh, Walgreens or something. I'm not going there. You're on your own. With the genocide shot? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't think that one was that bad. Not enough to scare off Kyle. No, it wasn't that bad. We'll see how it's at. I just uh, feel bad for the people getting shot in the head in Iraq on the boat with the blood. Oh, that, that one video we saw? Yeah, that was terrible. Kyle spent an afternoon on 4chan. He's still traumatized. It was pretty rough. <laughs> it was pretty rough. Was, well, there, was, yeah. there was a whole like thread about ISIS. So it's like, mm-hmm. here's a whole bunch of oh, ISIS where'd you get... gifts. So it didn't take long to get overexposed. That's true. They... It, it, 4chan can handle their gore. Link. You can't link it. It's four... Are you familiar with 4chan at all? Oh no! I thought it was like I, I, I like this. I thought that was your spot. So you just went. <laughs> like, you, I didn't want to say anything? Are you familiar with 4chan at all, Marcus? I mean, yeah, I've, I've been there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it'll 404 after like you know an hour at the most. That's what I minutes, was But I mean, like towards, they, I, he said they were they were gifts or gifs or whatever you say. Right. I wouldn't. And be able I didn't find them again. Yeah. It, I, I mean, they're hosted on 4chan, I think. So. Yeah. Um they'd be gone now but basically there was a, it starts off with the camera when i think it might have been on a tripod pointed at like a bloody deck maybe a boat near the water and they would just walk the people over there shoot them in the back of the head with a pistol and then slide them into the water did i get the scene right kyle does that sound right Pretty to much, you yeah. Yeah, like one after another and uh, i think i actually saw that one it okay we saw like i was gonna say six of them i think it was more like four and uh, it was just like, wow, I just watched the life like instantly remove from a dozen people or more. It, yeah. It's um, really somber. It's weird to see that someone make that transition from alive to dead. Like a dead body is weird enough. But to see a, a life removed like that, to just sort of zap away, it, it sinks in a little bit. You're like, whoa. Like, I don't know. And it, just it's, realizing like... Like all of it's gone, all their thoughts, feelings, inner familial connections, like just gone. Yeah. Right then. Everything they've ever done in their life back. led to that moment that we just watched, and he just transitioned from alive to dead in a heartbeat. Yeah. Like when I see things like that, like I, I always just get creeped out, and I think like, you know, five, ten, fifteen years ago, did that lady or that guy think to themselves there at the store like oh someday I'm going to be shot in the back of the head by a band of militants you know in, in a dirty river like of course they didn't like and it's crazy how that can just occur right. like that, it, life can take you there it's that creepy. guy played with his brother in a backyard that guy had his first yeah. kiss that guy you know had dreams and aspirations and heartbreaks and then he had death <laughs> by a shot in the back of the head and it, it's had up to the license thing like uh, I, I have the same thoughts when I see um, accidents. Like I, I, I mentioned this one on the show before, but I saw yeah. this guy on a um, like a BMX bike jump over the Great Wall of China. And there's a, like a really famous shot. If I, I hope I describe it correctly. But he's caught in midair before he landed. And, um, and like in my head, he knows it went wrong. Like he hasn't landed yet. He's going to die when he lands and he's in midair and he's got like in my head, he's thinking, Oh no, 
or something worse. Like, oh, fuck. Wait, so what happened uh, set the scene? I, he jumped yeah. off the Great Wall of China? Yeah, picture like a skateboard ramp in the shape of a J. And his objective was to like launch down it, up the J, across the Great Wall of China, and then land safely on the other side. But he, it goes wrong. Oh, okay. And instead of like hitting the, you know, the, a nice downward slant on the other side, he crashes and he dies. And uh, there's a shot of him like midair, like still trying to save it. And it's just like he's alive in that picture, but he's dead as I look at, you know, now. Yeah. And and you know, how much of it does he know? Does he know he's about to die? Does he know he's about to get hurt? Does he know this jump is unsavable? Like the, he's about yeah. to make a very rapid transition from alive to dead and I see yeah. him as it's happening. I bet yeah. there's just so yeah. much adrenaline knowing that that like you you don't I bet you're not even thinking about that in that kind of situation like survival instinct just kicks in and you're probably just your body's on autopilot desperately trying to save itself. Yeah, or or just a, or maybe he's just petrified. That could be. That's yeah. that's well, a thing that happens yeah. too. People just get scared, stiff, stiff, and don't move or don't react right. I I don't know, but yeah, it's weird when someone dies. You know, when there's all kinds of death. You know, there's the get sick and fade away sort of thing, but that instant death is the one you see on film, and it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I saw that today. Like, like I, I was on 4chan and I watched a GIF. This guy had an RPG, and he was attempting to fire it out of a window. And he like leaned out, and just as he did, the sniper shot him right in the head. And it's the same thing. He just drops to his knees right there in the window, and he's done. I think he fires the RPG though, like at the exact same time. It was a crazy, crazy huh. thing. I saw a similar one. This one was um, this is before ISIS was big. It was just in the Iraq War, the back when Bush was president. And the guy was standing there with his rifle and he gets sniped in the skull and he just like when people get shot in movies, they fly back, you know, they sometimes they take a while to die. This guy just turned into jello, just like, you know, just like fell straight down into a heap and he was no longer alive, sniped in the head. Yeah. I saw another one. Private Ryan clip. This was a Marine. He got sniped in the head, but he was wearing his helmet, <laughs> this Kevlar helmet, and it bounced off, and he was okay. Oh, I saw that yesterday. That was yeah. really cool. Oh, Apparently, he had a really bad concussion, which is not that bad considering he got shot in the head with a sniper rifle. Yeah. He had PTSD too, right? Am I, mi- am I, mix- I, I might be mixing I would up think my people. So. I think it really impacted him, and he had a hard time. But then well, I saw... He shot in the head. <laughs> that sucks. That's a thing. Yeah, that's that's a rough time. Uh, I didn't. Th- those helmets are crazy. That's cool. I should do like, a video. Isn't it weird that. to think how many like just random <clears throat> clips and stuff we've seen of people dying? Mm. Yeah, yeah, we've been exposed to a lot of death in our as as normal people just because of the fucking internet. I wonder what impact the internet's going to have with people and how callous they can be and such. Like over time, like now it's. Yeah. it's still people who go to like a little corner of the internet, you know, and maybe for kids, they all know 4chan, but moms and dads don't. Soon, these kids I'm talking about will be the moms and dads. And uh, how is that going to impact the world? Hmm. No, yeah, Probably not for the best. 
<laughs> and porn. Yeah. I, you know, porn. what happens to expectations around sex and like, how does, how does, um, you know, access to internet porn is dirtier than the porn people had in the past. Now I know it's always been oh, yeah. sex and stuff, but shit you can find on the internet. Like it, it, 20 years ago, you basically had hustler magazine and you're lucky if there were two people in the picture. You know, the Playboy magazine was more popular. It was never two people, yeah. or hardly ever two people. Uh, the letters were dirtier than the pictures. Now, the shit you find on the internet, there's no holds bar. Yeah, it's insanity, and it's revolting a lot of the time. Like, it's just, like, half the fetishes out there didn't even exist 15 years ago because people hadn't. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're inventing new stuff to do to each other. Great. Hey, how about we? Uh, hey, we did pretty much everything. I'm gonna dress up like a mascot and fuck each other in the woods. Let's I get guess some, that gets me hard. Like, what's the tentacles involved? You know anything? Yeah, let's get some tentacles. Lobster, get a lobster in there. Maybe get it to pinch my balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all kind of freaky shit on the internet. That'll be on there. Dude out there right now with like lobsters all over his balls, just just pinching him. He's just like, yeah. There's someone lobsters. out there with a notepad. Like Kyle's an idea genius. Lobster ball pinching. So, I'm making that video. Lobsters on balls. Oh. And like just writing it down feverishly. What and else you, you got, like, Kyle? Your balls into the boiling water with the lobsters attached, and that's how you cook them. This is good stuff. <laughs> Someone make this happen. I want to watch this video. Um, let's see. What what else would be a new fetish that we could come up with? Maybe. Um, this would be hard to think because someone's done everything. Yeah, I know. Like, there's some weird stuff I've seen. Guys who like put their dicks or genitals otherwise in some sort of a like jar. Like, like imagine taking a pickle jar and sticking your dick and balls in it, and putting a bunch of awful bugs in there too. I'm with you. <laughs> They do that Why? shit. Why? I didn't just make that one up. You're like, you're a genius. No, they do that shit. They do <laughs> it you, already. Dude, you they had to it. make that up. Nobody does no. that. No, they do that shit. They put their dick Blink. and balls in like a jar or something. I'm not, no, I don't want to see it. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. that. It's it's a it's an awful thing, but I've seen it. You're being What kind of bugs? Sometimes it's like, I've seen leeches, but I've seen like just weird stuff like grasshoppers and roaches and worms and centipedes and like anything that'll creepy crawl around down there and like get weird. Um, <laughs> um, I've seen frogs and pussies, like, like, like throw a handful of frogs in that pussy. Let's see how that'll feel because I guess they're in there like jumping around and stuff trying to get out. <laughs> Horrible. Um, God, what else? Can frogs know. breathe in pussy? Like they breathe underwater, right? No, they're amphibians. They can't breathe. They, That's no. what an amphibian does. I don't know about that. Ooh. Let's settle this. Frogs breathe. What you guys air? broke up. What is our question? If Do, frogs they're... can breathe in the water. They don't have gills. Unless they got some magic way of absorbing mm -hmm. oxygen. No, frogs Frogs can't live under or can't breathe underwater. No. Tadpoles can. Yeah, when they're like little, they can, but then yeah. they become full-fledged frogs. In any case, you jam a few of those on your pussy. Apparently, that's the thing that gets someone off. And then I've seen lots of like they probably uh, like the frog feet kicking in there wildly trying to escape. Yeah, like I've seen like dudes will take those surgical uh, syringes and stick them through their ball skin. You know, like have a bunch of them in there. Same thing. I've seen that. Women. I've seen like needles all in like titties and titties nailed to boards. I've seen balls nailed to boards. I've seen um, that. That I don't understand that. 
I don't either. <laughs> um, I've seen I've seen lots of electro stimulation stuff, like where they got like an electrode in the guy's dick, like up his pee hole, and they're like electrocuting him, and he's like coming like it's a volcano. It's a it, <laughs> it, it seems like the most pleasurable thing of all time, but I'll never know because <laughs> he he no. they're like warm, <laughs> like <laughs> like coming so hard, but I'm just, I like I the ones where like. <laughs> Where like Not they just tie it. rope really tight around like the tits or whatever body part for no reason, just like right, it's purple and blue and uncomfortable looking. Right, and so like, when it gets like, purple dirty. and blue, that's too much and that's gross. But when it's just like tight and they're just kind of like you know, up, you know, uh, presented it, it mostly presented. There you go. I think that's hot. I, I could get down with that. Um, well, I, 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 I'm well, talking about like the dangerous. Like they're using you know. Yeah, I like it. When, yeah, yeah, I don't like when they start changing colors. Let's leave it at that. They should still be the same color. Like, I know a chick who, who's into that, and it's really hot. Like, I've seen some pictures, and it's it's good stuff. I like <laughs> but But not till it's, like, painful and uncomfortable. Maybe just tight and whatever. Not till you be. suddenly have two gangrenous breasts because they haven't had uh, blood in nine hours. Yeah, I don't want it to look like uh, like I'm, like, denutting a, a cow or something. We just banded your titty. Like, yes. like no. Nah. I can't get a straight answer on the frog breathing thing. I, I think you're mostly right, but not completely. So frogs, um, of course, they they start as tadpoles. And at that point, they're pretty much fish and they totally breathe underwater. And then as they mature, they turn into frogs and they do this thing where they can either breathe through their mouth and lungs like, like, like we do, or they can breathe through their skin. And when they breathe through their skin, they do that when they're underwater. And they stay underwater for a long time. I'm not talking about like seal penguin long time. I'm talking about they hibernate underwater while breathing oh, through their skin. The they burrow under the mud? Yeah, they burrow under mud and water or muddy water or whatever. And they breathe through their skin. But there isn't really an article that calls it breathing. Just some sort of skin respiratory transfer. Yeah, I think they do it only when they hibernate, though, like catfish do. Catfish uh, do that as well. I, hmm. I didn't know catfish did that. Like, like in the winter, they burrow down in the mud and they just fucking lay there all winter. They breathe like, with their skin over. using tiny blood vessels, capillaries under the outer skin layers. Huh. So well, I, you learn something every day. Yeah, it it. Let's get some frogs and some pussies. They can take it. <laughs> yeah, the frogs will be fine. They'll just bring you through their skin in there. Little diflucan. No the women will be all right eventually. Maybe you put one in your butthole. Whatever it takes. <laughs> DP oh, by a feels... frog. Hey, can you ima just imagine like getting it, it in your Have you ever seen one, one jar? Like you're trying to get the, 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 the frog in your ass and like maybe you get it like most of the way in. No. One, one leg is stuck and it's just kicking. All right. Yeah. I, I picture like have you seen one guy one jar? No. no. One guy one jar? Yes. Is it funny? Is it sick? No. What is it? Yeah, it's it's awful. It's, it's in his butt, uh, yeah, right? It's, it's hilarious. Google it. Hang on, wait. No, before we go to that. Hang on. I wanted to test something. Woody, um say fire. Fire. Ice. Ice. Oh. Would you like to do the thing again? Yeah. All right, fire. Ice. That's pretty quick. Okay, cool. 
I was a little worried. So this guy inserts a, a, a jar in his butt, and then it breaks. Yeah, because it's his butthole is squeezing it so tight, it can't handle it, and it just shatters in there. Is and he I was trying thinking, oh, to break the jar? No, no, he's not trying to shatter it's glass. a glass. It's ass. a glass mason jar People in his asshole. People are fucked up. I, I, and when it breaks, it, it you can imagine it shreds the inside of his asshole. Oh, the the, the, the horror. What no worse than the ER had? that he I sat would down rather without looking. A horse. I would rather fuck a horse than have you put a, a, a glass jar in my ass and break it. I could work my way up to that horse with a little preparation, I'm sure. <laughs> if, it's, I... if, it's, if it's the gallows or the horse, I'll take the horse. And if it's the horse <laughs> or the gallows or the jar, I'm definitely taking the horse. Because like that jar thing, like in my mind, shattered glass. Like The other night I had a, a glass on my uh, um, nightstand. And I pulled a, a, a cord across, and it shattered onto the floor. <clears throat> it broke it, and, I, and I, I got a good idea of what it would look like if that had happened. There's big pieces that are curved, mm -hmm. that are like a corkscrew. There's little pieces that are almost like fiberglass. And then there's big chunks that are just heavy and, and just jagged and so, and so razor sharp. His asshole got, and, and you know, the first three inches of his colon or whatever you call your, like, the first part of your butthole, is fucked. And you know, like, his first instinct was probably, like, to squeeze his butthole, like, Ugh! and it just made it ten times worse. Like, he was I think really I choose the, of those options, I definitely choose the horse. I'd fuck a horse rather than have a broken glass butt or a gallows. But, um, there seems to be a, a loophole that, for some reason, you didn't gravitate to. I'd make the horse a chick and fuck it. That's not well, a loophole. Not you have to, it's still it's, a horse, and I'm fucking a horse. A fun afternoon. Like they don't have do, the horses at the weird torture department. They just got glass <laughs> jars, big horse cocks, and gallows. That's what we got here. All right, That's well, fine. I'm, I'm for you to. I'm fucking that horse in the ass. ass. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having gay sex with the horse. You but will I'm assume the, the position, just like in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> you will be bent over a thing. Ving Rhames will be there to monitor and make sure everything's to code, and it'll be a big horse. But the horse will know what he's doing. Like he won't uh, one horse, one guy you. Like he won't, he won't kill you. You'll survive. Unfortunately, <laughs> wouldn't you rather just, <laughs> just as you walk around with a permanent, you know, hefty bag under your ass that now has no elasticity and is like a soft <laughs> man <laughs> for ten years. Dude, I see some female porn stars take crazy things in their butt, and and I'm. I think buttholes are more uh, resilient than, than people give them credit for. Like, I literally saw this porno last night where the chick's like laying on her back, spread eagle, like legs up in the air, completely nude, and her friend is punching her asshole. Like, fists will go all the way into the asshole, <laughs> all the way out, and then here comes the left. A left and a right, a right and a left, over and over, in the asshole and out. And she's not throwing punches. She just, she's going, like, you know, one-seventh speed right, right? she's like, pushing not punching no she's not pushing it's definitely a punch like there's no like stopping when she meets resistance like she's like a pop like a it's like this it's like this like like this is her asshole and this is the fist it's but it doesn't she's seem alternating. safe she's alternating <laughs> fist as she goes and the chick's the chick's just back like holding her legs like ah <laughs> and after seeing something like that I think you could recover from a horse cocking. A cocking. She could. Right cocking. <laughs> Get your horse cocking. <laughs> oh, well, that's... Like quite a horse cock. Never seen it like that before. Um, we were talking about the glass jar thing because I was talking oh. about putting 
you know, putting frogs and asses and um, you know, putting your dick and balls in the mason jar and then oh. throwing weird. The whole reason I brought that up is because I was thinking it'd be funny to imagine a frog being pinched in half by someone's butthole, just like the jar. And we've come full circle. (laughs) (laughs) I think think that's a show, guys. I think that was a really good one, too. Let's let's wrap it right there. Yeah, that was good. I don't think we're at exactly four hours, but I think we've got like three hours and 15 minutes of gold, and I'm happy about that. And I hope you guys enjoyed PKA 202.